0: PC Rupert Gadd says they need more information.
1: We do have a number of witnesses um, that were at the scene, but we are appealing for witnesses who saw either the gentleman on the bridge or any persons that um, passed the scene on the southbound or the northbound carriageway.
0: Elsewhere, Amanda Knox says she's frightened and saddened by the decision of Italian judges to overturn her acquittal for the murder of the British student Meredith Kircher back in 2007. Her former boyfriend, Raphael Solesito, has also had his conviction reinstated. Neither were in court, though, in Florence to hear the verdict. More locally, a group of people living in Bedford met police bosses last night to put forward their case for increased policing. It follows the fatal stabbing of Isaac Stone in the Midland Road area of the town last weekend. Steve LePage from the Local Residents Association says there are several issues of concern.
2: We have a, a problem with antisocial behaviour largely down to street drinking. There's a, a lot of off-licences in the community. Lots of places which then become gathering points for street drinkers. I know that causes. Is difficulty for folk regularly see people cross the road to get to the other side and then cross back to the side they were on just to avoid uh, groups of folk drinking and stuff.
0: An economic think tank says living standards are still dramatically down on what they were before the financial crisis started in 2008. It's also believed to be unlikely to recover before next year's general election. The Institute for Fiscal Studies found all households had seen their income squeezed because of a decline in real earnings. Sport then now, and Watford let a first half two goal lead slip, and they actually lost a 4 2 against Nottingham Forest last night. A Gabrielle Angela Brace looked to have given the Hornets all three points, but even just four second half goals. Gave Forrest the points So whether then it'll be a dry start to the day With some bright spells developing Growing quite windy in parts that come the afternoon Temperatures reaching 8 degrees Celsius Get the latest news and sports online at bbc.co.uk Slash three counties Morning Serena Morning Oh what's my name sorry What is it Yeah exactly Who are you Yeah sometimes I do wonder
3: Uh, Shall we Do you you want to have some um, unscripted banter now Or do you want some unscripted banter later on
0: (sighs) Let's get it out of the way
3: Um, what are you you doing this weekend? (laughs) Oh, no.
0: You can't, that's so inane to start off, isn't it?
3: It's unscripted banter. Is it? All right, okay, I've got some. Uh, What did you get up to last night?
0: Oh, my life. On a school night?
3: It's unscripted banter. All right, um, you you throw some at me then.
0: Okay, then. Uh, What's the most exciting thing that's happened to you this week? What?
3: (laughs) I wish we'd scripted that, that <laughs> banter. What, the most exciting—oh, d- ah—the most exciting thing that happened to me is um, Lee Ryan from Blue thought he knew me and
0: gave me a hug. Who did he think you were then? Well, I
3: got no idea. He gave me a hug and said, "All right, bruv." Maybe he thought I was his brother. Brother. Let me try. Some. Yeah. Okay, right. I've got some unscripted banter. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to do with the news team. Uh, what what is your name?
0: <laughs> exactly. You, you, you know, you've got to get that right Serena. first. Let's have a start. You, is your point? name
3: Serena? Yeah, That's thanks. what I said. What did you... <laughs> what's the most exciting thing uh, you've ever done? Oh, come on! Sure. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get the team to write a script, and we'll do this at half past six, yeah? All right, then. Nice one. <laughs> Morning, sleepy eyes! Right... Catherine, could you write some scripted banter for me and Serena for half past six, please? Or Kelly, you can do that. Thank you very much indeed. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning, including accusations of vote rigging in Luton. Attempts at Reassurance in Bedford and Car in Kitchen in Hertfordshire. And coming up, we're going to play the Ghostbusters theme as well, just for the sheer heck of it. Can you dig that out? Yeah, why not? Why not? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And if, uh, just just to say, after yesterday's very very poor show, it was a very poor show yesterday, wasn't it, Catherine? Let's yeah, be mostly honest. your fault, admittedly. Yeah, well, it doesn't. No, let's listen. It's I mean, not a portion blame, but it was you. I don't like th- I don't like this blame culture. That no, it's terrible, isn't that it? That we've got into. So let's let's step away from from that. Blaming you. Also, it's it's inaccurate. But just to say, we've spoken to the bosses, and um, if you were disappointed in yesterday's show, you can claim a partial refund on your BBC television license
4: from uh, Ian Lee Direct.
3: Well, no, if you contact uh, BBC. Um, London They will send you 0.03 pence back Because that's what Yesterday's show Kind of is worth And that's that's what You'll get back It was very. Um, I should point said.
4: out Now that th- they won't
3: No they will It's a fact I'm not why, You're not allowed To lie on the radio They'll actually do it But 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 Before Before You um, apply for that refund Just to say Today's show is probably Going to be even Better than normal So
4: you'll end up Owing us
3: You're going to Ask more money You're going to Ask a fiver So <laughs> just bear that in mind Are you writing Some scripted banter For me yeah, uh, I'm your That first lady bit. That was good No
4: Serena, it's her name, isn't it? Serena. I'm not sure. Yes, thanks.
3: Excellent stuff. That's really going to be something to to look forward to just after half past six now. Now onto something a little bit more serious. Members of the Labour Party in Luton are being accused of rigging the way that councillors are chosen. It's being claimed that people are, uh, people are being signed up as Labour Party members who shouldn't, including children, people who don't live in the town, and some even being signed up to the party without their knowledge. The accusations have come to light after long-serving councillor uh, Robin Harris was voted out of his council seat after 20 years in the job. Well, our political reporter, Paul Scorins, has been
5: investigating this, joins me now. Branch stacking, hmm. that, that's the term, what is it? Yes, Ian, this is actually something... uh, It's a term that became popular in Australia after something similar happened at the Australian Labour Party. They're not connected, spelt differently. But the allegations here are that some people have recruited large numbers of uh, of family and friends to the party within a short space of time. Uh, The suggestion is that they did this, in some cases, without the knowledge of these people. And indeed, in some cases, the members are below the age limits allowed by the Labour Party, so under 14 Now, with a branch full of one group, it's alleged that individuals have complete control of how the vote will go. And the impact of this, I suppose, it's being told to us anyway, is that some candidates who stand uh, to become, you know, uh, elected, or at least councillor candidates, uh, have no chance of being elected. And potentially, uh, this also extends all the way up to how the party chooses its MPs. So you've got Councillor A, Councillor B, or people, potential
3: Councillor A, potential Councillor B, but potential Councillor A gets all of his friends and family, loads of people in,
5: so that he wins that that election. Yeah, there are groups of people who are selecting them those sorts of, uh, okay. uh, by packing by out the membership, it, it, it can only go the one way. And these aren't the, the public votes, these are the elections within the okay. Party to, to put forward candidates. And
3: it, this is said to be happening here in Luton?
5: Yes, and it's uh, it's said to have been happening for years and years, and in some wards they say the increase in membership numbers is described as being highly irregular. For example, I've seen some Labour Party documents, and in the Biscot Ward, the membership there grew by 314 percent over uh, a, a sort of three-year period. In Farley, where Robin Harris was deselected, that grew by 179 percent. In Dallow, it rose by 400 wow. percent in three years. And
3: this is at a time, I would imagine, when membership of, of, of these kind of things is probably dropping, isn't it, well, elsewhere?
5: Think, yes, statistically over time, n- numbers have reduced. Mm. Uh, and indeed, these are you know, at, at Aldridge, well, with what you would expect these numbers to do. Um, these are three areas also, Ian, had the highest rates of members who lapsed and cancelled very quickly, so that would suggest that there was a, quite a temporary pattern. It also had the highest rate of memberships that were sold at discounted rates and also the highest number of members who'd all joined on the same day, often more people at once. And, you know, that isn't necessarily wrong, it's just highly uncommon and it certainly raised some eyebrows within the party, I'm also told. That, uh, that some of these um, uh, branches, as we've said, are signing up members from the same family. I've seen the lists and that would certainly suggest it is the case. Anecdotally, councillors say that they know that some of those people, uh, because they know them, are children and certainly younger than they should be in terms of Labour Party members. I've also been told that reps uh, have gone door to door uh, knocking on uh, people who are down as being members and actually finding out that uh, they, they had no idea they were members of the party. Wow. This is something that uh, we spoke to Akbar Dad Khan, who's a member of the Labour Party in Luton, is also a local campaigner from a group called Building Bridges, and he says this has been a long-standing problem.
6: Branch stacking has been an old issue in at least four or five wards in Luton all concerned and responsible people at regional level and local level have been aware of it nobody has done anything to deal with the issue and the issue has been flagged up many a times a group have been responsible in order to uh, keep hold on to the power and to promote themselves as uh, future councillors and uh, future uh, leaders of the of the of the british politics and uh, quite recently uh, as things have started to move into the the election gear uh, it has become more apparent how this bronze stacking is working against long term uh, decent intelligent uh, young men and women who want to be to be candidates and uh, fight on behalf of the Labour Party.
5: Okay, how does this affect me? How does this affect the listeners? How does this affect democracy? Well, I think there's clearly concern from the senior members of the... um, or some senior members of of the party in Luton, and we'll hear later on from a sitting councillor who says he's seen seen this happening. In a statement to us, the chair of the Luton South constituency party, John Whittaker, said that, you know, he said in, in, in places the membership of the party has been consistently systematically packed by a small group of individuals to their own ends it's clear to me that in some wars the democratic process is non-existent uh, he also says they've taken every opportunity to try and tackle this abuse uh, with limited success and as chair he says he made it clear that this behavior is unacceptable in some cases could even be illegal the impact i suppose ian is that you are when you go to the public vote you are sort of almost guaranteed of who they're going to get you know and that to the wider democracy is perhaps the issue. Gavin schuker, the MP for Luton South, says this problem... It's claimed affects the, the community at large. What does the party say officially? Well, lots of denials and off- the- record briefings, and last <laughs> night I spoke to one of the councillors from the Farley Ward, where Robin Harris was deselected. Mahmoud Hussein uh, was elected alongside Dave Taylor, who switched from another seat uh, when Robin Harris lost his seat. And I understand that Councillor Hussein and Councillor Taylor received each around 20 votes. Robin Harris, however, received one vote, and that is indeed a councillor who's been there for 19 years. He was the exec member for Finance, a very well-respected councillor within that portfolio. He then resigned, saying there'd been widespread branch packing and and, uh, councillors were being bullied. And Councillor Hussein gave his reaction to me and my colleague at the Beds on Sunday paper, Coleman Ghazi, about these claims. He said that there's been bullying of councillors and also allegations that the membership numbers have been packed out as well by, 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 by some who? families.
7: Oh, he said some councillors didn't say who, but he said no, councillors in his statements. Oh, oh, bullying
6: means. in what terms? I don't know. Do, you, do you see any of us being bullied here?
7: Well. I would guess maybe it's internal politics that could have been the result. No, well, we, we of do him. differ. Yeah. We all have a
6: different points of view. But anybody being bullied by anybody now? What about especially the members, especially Mr. Harrow?s Yeah, he certainly would not be bullied by anybody.
5: What about the allegation of membership packing? Then the idea that there are certain areas where it would be virtually impossible for anybody without certain, you know, Support. connections if, to be able to I go through. Am,
6: you know, it's every area has democratically members democratically elect. And they do, time to time, make changes. And that's that's the nature of the democracy.
3: Well, we asked, didn't we, to speak to the uh, senior leadership
5: of the party in Luton. They, uh, they've declined. Yes, that's right. We've put several calls into the leader uh, of the council, Hazel Simmons, and uh, she's not come back to us. An East of England Labour Party spokesperson has sent a statement uh, saying that the Labour Party is determined to ensure that every Labour candidate is selected in an open, transparent and fair way. We're satisfied that all our selections are being carried out properly and any suggestions otherwise are wrong. Well, we'll talk to a councillor later on in the show who says he's seen this happen. Also, plus the two MPs
3: uh, in the town who are extremely concerned about the allegations. And you can see more about this joint investigation with BBC Three Counties and BBC One Sunday Politics. This Sunday, at eleven. Paul, thank you very much indeed. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Um, oh, I've just been sent the uh, the script for the uh, scripted banter between me and Serena later on. This I look- mean,
4: obviously, writing is rewriting, but um, it's the best I could do with short notice and lack of inspiration. But I think it's going to be pretty. It's changed. a little bit. It's tense. It's got tension. Um. It's got um. Surprise! Surprise! It's Don't got- tell her because what I'm—I've I'm, oh. got plans.
3: Okay, it's, it, uh, it's got casual racism in it.
4: No xenophobia, it's not racism.
3: Xenophobia. That's mm-hmm. okay. We can do that, can we? I think so. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Travel
8: news for beds, hards, and bugs.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Just having a quick look on the cameras, and things are looking fairly quiet at the moment. Uh, There are major roadworks on the M1, the Luton Spur. That's in both directions between Junction 10A, the Kidneywood Roundabout, and Junction 10, Luton Airport, Spur Road. Now, that might affect you if you're travelling to or from the airport this morning. Also, narrow lanes and speed restrictions of 50 miles an hour on the M25. That's because of major roadworks between Junction 23, that's South Mims, and 25 For Enfield, public transport looking all right this morning. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you very much. It's six sixteen. It's uh, Friday, the thirty-first of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Labour Party in Luton are being accused of rigging the way councillors are chosen. Residents in Bedford met police bosses last night asking for increased policing. And Watford lost 4-2 against Nottingham Forest last night despite being 2-0 up at half-time. Oh dear. Oh wait, 459-455-555. BBC
10: Three Counties Radio.
8: six nations it's not just about rugby it's about rivalry everything riding on this game lose you're staring at the abyss it's about nations
11: a bit of pride there that's what they're living off at this moment in time
8: your nation into the corner magnificent victory because our fiercest rivals are those who are closest
12: a
11: monumental game for the nation this is hard-edged
3: rugby
8: the Six Nations starts tomorrow afternoon across the BBC.
3: 50 years since the Beatles. Here's one of them.
13: is good to me, you know she's happy as can be, you know she said so. She's mine, you know, she tells me all the time, you know, she said so I'm in love with her and I feel fine I'm so glad that she's my little girl She's so glad, she's telling the world That her baby buys her things, you know He buys her diamond rings, you know, she said so
3: Tarts and Bucks were declaring war on Northamptonshire. Let's go and take them over. Let's take them over. They're a lazy county. We could beat them easily. Easily. Let's declare war on counties, shall we? The Cornish, the Cornish would declare war on us with a moment's notice, don't if, Imagine if Cornwall had the bomb. Imagine that for a second, the Curnos. They want to be a separate country, don't they?
4: Yeah, quietly and angrily.
3: Yes, and Yorkshire wants to be a, se- a separate country as well. Well, they think they are. Scotland wants to be a separate country. They think they are. Wowzers. Let's go on. Let's, we're going to take over a, a county at a time until the three counties owns them all. We're going to start with lazy Northamptonshire.
4: I don't want um, Shropshire.
3: Oh, no. We'll, we'll cut them off and set them afloat. Yeah. Are they landlocked?
4: I think they're a bit landlocked
3: There yet. must be a, like, If we get maybe three really strong helicopters And some saws We can saw it out Like yeah. a jigsaw piece Take it and plonk it in the Irish Sea They're gone They're gone
4: I don't want Shropshire Because um, it's shortened form Salop means something quite rude in French
3: What does it mean? What? Is that, I can't your What? Oh, oh really? Yeah I actually heard that uh, if you didn't hear that, There's then no go need back, for that. go back on BBC iPlayer and really uh, whack up those levels. And you can also hear uh, what it was that Catherine Boyle had to say.
4: Or look it up in a dictionary, learn some French.
3: Uh, do you know what? Here's a thing. I was in uh, a gentleman's office the other day.
4: Is that a toilet? Or?
3: <laughs> no, I was in the margin, an office oh, an of a gentleman. Actual gentleman's office. And I noticed he had a, d- a dictionary. And I was sat there and he was, he was talking about it was really boring. It was like a worky thing about something that will never actually happen. And as I was looking at his dictionary, I thought, oh, I'd really like to treat myself yeah. to a nice, big, fat dictionary. I've got three
4: enormous dictionaries from my linguistic studies.
3: But they'll be out of date. They won't have shizzle in.
4: do not matter. They've got loads of stuff in. I know what shizzle means. I don't need to look that up.
3: I would... Um, um, coffee, please. Tea, please. Uh, I've got a tea bag as well. I, would, I might treat myself to a big, fat dictionary yeah, with all the d- words. D- yeah. All the words in. Tra-
4: Trouble is, I keep putting new ones in. But you could always put them in in pencil.
3: <laughs> anyway, we've got you in for a reason. It's not just... I haven't got... Oh, I, oh blimey, look. Oh, I, I'll have a coffee because my bags upstairs. Uh, right, we've got you in for something quite uh, important, actually. Well, on, and serious. Yes, and serious indeed. On Tuesday, we brought you the news. It, it, very serious. We're talking about Midland Road. Do you remember this the other day in Bedford where people were saying it was the front line? They were concerned. Lots of horrible things had happened there, including a, a stabbing recently. Um, and uh, the people who lived there say they wanted to see more police on patrol in order to feel safe. Had lots of calls about it as well. Well last night, uh, Ollie Martins, the Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire attended a residence meeting to talk through their concerns. Well, Catherine Boyle, you've uh, been looking into this. Yeah. Lots of horrible things have been happening. Remind us kind of a little bit of the backstory. Well,
4: it's safe to say that people living and working around the Midland Road area feel that the place has been left to go downhill for some time. Many would argue that the reputation is far worse than the reality, but there's no denying that the place has problems. Remember, this is what they told our reporter, Tony Fisher.
14: I'll tell you what, I've been stabbed three years ago, you know. My friend's been dying here on this road, yeah. three years ago, he been stabbed to death, yeah. Midland on on road. Midland Road? Yeah, Midland Road, yeah. Three years ago, yeah. So this road, I don't know why, always is someone dying on this road. I don't know what's going on. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Anything that could be
15: done about Midland Road? More policing. There don't seem to be any police about anymore like there used to be. But I think that has a big effect on the area. I'm sure if there were police about, a lot of this wouldn't happen, but... It's one, of the, it's one of these areas, it's one of these places. It's always been suspect to sort of crimes and things like that, so... Are you happy with your daughter living just off this road?
16: No. But it's just got worse. I'm terrified to walk anywhere, you know, when it gets dark. It frightens me sometimes. I must admit, walking down here. I don't know, it's just the way this road is. It's always been like that. How can you change something that's always been the same?
3: But last weekend, things uh, took a dramatic turn for the worse, didn't they?
4: They did, with the death of a teenager by the name of Isaac Stone. He was fatally stabbed in Costin Street on Saturday, about 20 past six. Another man was left with life-changing injuries, and the following day we were told that a 20-year-old man had been questioned in connection with the death of Isaac Stone, but he was released on police bail pending further inquiries. Beveridge Police told last night's meeting that Isaac probably knew his attackers. This was a targeted attack. Since then, the police have stepped up patrols in the area, but some residents feel that this is just a short-term
3: fix. It's understandable, isn't it, then, that the Police and Crime Commissioner went to to meet residents? Well, he was
4: always going to meet them. Right. Um, Last night's meeting was organised before Isaac Stone's death and it was supposed to be a meeting to address a feeling from residents and, and indeed, the local MP that police weren't tackling low-level crime and Uh that drug and alcohol use was happening quite openly in the area despite a ban on drinking in the streets there. And that was addressed by police. They said that they were and had been working to address those problems. But, of course last Saturday's stabbing ended up dominating proceedings and it actually started with one minute silence for Isaac Stone.
3: Well I bet that was uh, was very powerful. What are the police actually doing then?
4: Chief Inspector Julian Frost was also there with Ollie Martins of course the uh, the Commissioner. He told the meeting that more than 100 officers have been designated to the case of the death of Isaac Stone and that Beds Hart's and Cam's major crime units taken it over. The number of PCSOs working in Midland Road has been stepped up to reassure the public and there'll be extra patrols this weekend there's also a dedicated police constable for the area um, extra patrols
3: just for this weekend
4: they've been stepped up at the weekend right. and this will not you know it's not something that can be sustainable in the long no. term but this is what they're doing for now
3: okay.
4: um, so extra patrols this weekend a dedicated PC for the area and again, Bedfordshire Police appealed for anyone with information to call their non-emergency 101 number. Um, and Ollie Martins tried to reassure the public, saying this was a targeted attack on Isaac Stone, but he understood that fear was one of its, and this is his term, main ripples. Um, afterwards, um, our reporter spoke to the residents, and this resident in particular told us that she was confident the community could overcome this
9: situation. This yes. yes. area does have a bad reputation, and uh, we can't ignore it. And we're not trying to ignore it, but we are trying to look at negative examples. It's a huge amount of positivity in this area. People are friendly, we know each other, we know our neighbours and there's a wide diversity of people who all get on for the most part, you know, we're not necessarily buzz and buddies but we get on, we live in this place, we're concerned about its welfare and, you know, things like that. I think where it's at its best is when we do things together and that's, um, you know, the definition of community, to come together with a gift.
3: Catherine, thank you very much. We'll see you a bit later on for the newspapers. Uh, later on in the show, we'll have um, Arlie Martins will be coming in, answering our questions about the ongoing safety around the Midland Road area. If you want to take part in the paper review, 08459 four double five five double five. If we have a little bit of Glen Campbell? It would be nice, wouldn't it? I know a place between
17: life and death for you and me. Let's take hold on the threshold of eternity and see the ghost on the canvas. People don't see us, ghost. On between here and there. There's a place that we can grow. Spirits make love in a wheat field with crow. Like a ghost on
12: I think there are people out there with special powers. Drugs, prostitution.
2: This week on the South Bank Show, we'll be looking at the sound of music.
12: I don't do a program about Adolf Hitler. No matter how excited I try to sound, my voice always sounds boring. That's just my voice. for beds, hards
8: and bugs.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello. Taking a quick look on those cameras for you this morning. And it's already building up on the M1 heading towards London. That's between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 7, Hemel Hempstead. Looks as though that might be connected as well to those major roadworks on the M1, Luton Spur. That's in both directions between Junction 10A, Kidneywood Roundabout, and Junction 10, Luton Airport, Spur Road. So don't forget that if you're travelling towards the airport this morning. Also narrow lanes on the M25 between Junction 23 for South Mims and junction 25 for Enfield there are speed restrictions of 50 miles an hour there because of major road works in that area. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
3: you very much indeed it's 6.30, let's get the latest news and sport with Serena Farrow and after that a little bit of scripted banter. So I look forward to that. Across beds hearts and bugs.
10: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: in the Labour Party in Luton's being accused of rigging the way councillors are chosen. It's claimed they're signing up friends as members who'll then vote them back in. Elsewhere, police say they need the public's help following two deaths on the M1 in Hertfordshire. A driver was killed yesterday morning. Amanda Knox says she's frightened and saddened by the decision of Italian judges to overturn her acquittal for the murder of the British student Meredith Kircher. And a group of people living in Bedford, as we've just been hearing, met police bosses last night, asking for Increased policing. It comes after the fatal stabbing of Isaac Stone last weekend. That's the news. Now let's turn to all the morning sport.
8: Three Counties Sports.
0: BBC
10: Three Counties Radio.
0: Watford lost 4-2 at the city ground against Nottingham Forest last night. A Gabrielle Angela Brace looked to have given the Hornets all three points, but four second-half goals soon turned their fate around. Ex-Watford player Nick Wright, who was part of our commentary team, thought the Hornets were pretty poor towards the latter end.
18: When they were 2-0 up, you were never really comfortable. We never thought oh, we'll close this game. And I think a quality team who know their formation, know how each other play would close the game out. You'd be comfortable that 2-0 up is a win with Watford you, you just don't feel that at the moment you feel that there's always a chance for the opposition and as soon as they start to put in a, a bit of pressure the shape goes.
0: Moving on to Wickham Wanderers and their new striker, Reach Stike, hopes to score the goals that will keep the chair boys in the Football League. Wickham are now just two places and three points above League Two relegation zone. So let's turn to cricket and it's great news for Australia. The women have won the second 2020 international by seven wickets in Melbourne. England have already, though, won the multi-platform series. The result leaves the score 10-6 in favour of the tourists. Meanwhile, the men and their cricket team play their second 2020 game against Australian Melbourne in just a couple hours time. Finally, tennis, Andy Murray will play the opening match in Great Britain's Davis Cup tie against America. There's a chance the reigning Wimbledon might just play three matches, including the doubles.
5: It's not my plan, it's the captain that makes those decisions, it's not up to the players uh, to, to decide that and if he wants me to, to play and, and my body is, is, is good to do that, then, um, then I will. Obviously. You know taking everything into consideration if you know if i'm physically struggling you know i'm sure i won't play so we'll just have to wait and see but you know i've, I've enjoyed playing doubles in the past and davis cup and you know playing against the bryans would be an exciting match
0: there you go bbc three counties radio more from me at seven
3: okie dokie right uh hang on a sec so we just had uh, six o'clock we tried some unscripted banter
0: yep it would help though you know if i can find someone to do that as well but never that was- mind
3: That was good, Serena.
0: Thanks. Oh, yeah, here we go. I'm looking at my script. Oh, I don't know. I think I can do better.
3: Really? How on earth could you top such a quality bulletin?
0: Well, I can do accents, apparently. Other than this one, which I think is supposed to be Yorkshire. How about if I do the weather in, let's say, Dutch?
3: Oh, I suspect that might be inappropriate and a little offensive. Go on, then.
0: Shooper. And then, apparently, I read the weather, but I've actually got the script, so if I think... I'll just look out the window. It's uh, a little bit rainy. Actually, I don't know, because I used to go... It's
8: a little bit rainy. Well,
0: I used to... That sounds a bit like more and Wise or whatever. I used to go out with a Dutch guy, actually. And he used to he used to say a doppelganger she's all the time.
3: Catherine, uh, Catherine, I'm lost. She's she's gone off script. She's freestyling. <laughs> she,
0: she, I didn't write this. She's
3: workshopping it, and I was told this would be a scripted I know, piece. Hang on, I
0: know the go. It's because it's a a doob a doob. So yep. it's like it's going to be Uranie. Yeah, With a little bit of wind thrown in, that's the Swedish chef, I think.
3: Yeah, this you've, okay. this is right. Can we do this this one again at seven? Because I think there's potential in this, but just
0: temperatures of eight degrees. So just, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, you've, um, I tell you what, we'll do it again, and yeah. if you could stick to the script.
0: Okay. Should we get Jane back? <laughs> <laughs> do you mind? Jane the... could do and um, the Queen. I've heard it. Oh, oh. now it oh, now it's turning into a talent contest, is it? We're going from media news to talent content. I mean, you know, it's not Britain's Got Factor or whatever it's called. Britain's Got Talent even. <laughs> yeah. Shall we move on?
10: <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks.
19: This
8: is Ian Lee.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: What is this we're playing?
20: What is this? It's
3: David it's Bowie. It's David
4: Bowie. No, it's
3: can we get Ghostbusters?
4: Yeah, I put it. Oh,
18: hang on.
3: I tell you what, let's have let's have this. No, you can welcome. Yeah, do this, I've but. Uh...
21: Go ahead on, break them off with a little preview of the remix Now I'm not trying to be rude But baby, I got a you The way you do the things you do Reminds me of my is cool That's why I'm all up in your grill Trying to get you to a hotel I Must be a football coach The way you got me playing the field So baby, give me that And let me get you that in. My head cold, doors, oh,
3: said it's a remix to ignition it's Hot and fresh and from the kitchen My mama rolling that body Got every man in here wishing This on broken run. rum It's like so what I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have me some fun Bounce, 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 bounce. Take it
21: away, R. Kelly. Now it's like murder, she rolled. Once I get you out them clothes. Privacy's on the dole,
3: But still they can hear
21: you screaming, mo. Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling. No more hoping and wishing. I'm about to take my key and stick it in the ignition. So give me that let me get it running her head through my fro bouncing on 24s oh, oh, oh. so why they say I'm ready it's oh. the remix to ignition hot and fresh out the kitchen mama ruling that body got every man in here wishing sipping Wish on coke and rum I'm like so what I'm drunk it's the freaking weekend baby I'm about to have me some fun Chris been in the stretch navigator, Kater. we got food everywhere. Well, as if the party was catered. We Kater. got fellas to my left, left, left honeys on my right. We bring them both together. We got judging all night. Then after the show, it's the after party. Yeah. And after the party, it's the hotel lobby. Yeah. Or about. Oh, you gotta feel the lobby. Then yeah. yeah. take it to your room and Somebody. Can I get a, two, two. can I get a, <laughs> running her hands through my throat, yeah. bouncing on twenty four. come on body, they say come 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 it. ready, it's the remix to ignition, it's hot and fresh out the it. kitchen, mama ruling that body, got every man in here wishing, cool. sipping on coke and rum, I'm like so what, I'm drunk, it's the freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have some that. fun, come. To ignition, on, and hot and fresh out on, the kitchen. Yeah. I'm a rolling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum. Yeah. I'm like, so Love. what? I'm drunk. Uh-huh. It's the freaking weekend, baby. Yeah. I'm about to have me some fun. Come on. girl, we open this Jeep. Walking with those lost in the radio in the back of my truck, bouncing up and down.
3: Now now that that is a song, That's Kelly, a song. but what's it about? Well,
22: shall I shall I um I'll, I'll tell you some of the lyrics and I'll tell you what they mean. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but, hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. What he's saying is that he... didn't in an appropriate sense, of No, course. no, no. He wants to court her. He's interested. The way you do the things you do, you know, he's really... He's, he's all in love with her. I'm trying to get all up in your grill, which I What's think... What's a grill? Is that- I think the meat is a house. I want to come round to your house.
3: Yep, yep. I'm also I want to use of- your George Foreman and make you a yeah, nice bit of lean exactly. meat. I'm, I'm going to give you some lean meat.
22: Lean meat. The only type of meat... Um. That's what that's why I'm get on fatty meat. Tra- <laughs> trying to get you to a hotel. He wants to take her out for a nice weekend away. <laughs> <laughs> a mini break perhaps.
3: And make some of those home movies he's so famous for. <laughs> Kelly, thank you very much for that. Uh, this is um, I've just made sure I don't get any um, cover shifts at BBC Northampton. Have a look on Twitter. Oh wait Oh, four, dear. Five, nine, four, oh well, I mean You wait
4: until I'm in here to do stuff like that. I'm
3: noticed. Yeah, well, you I've know,
4: burn off those headaches tablets i know
3: listen the thing i've noticed about some of those headache tablets is they it, if they get stuck in you know sometimes it's hard to swallow them yeah if they get stuck in your throat my throat feels it's like bruised mm. for the rest of the day very very uncomfortable
4: on the upside i
22: haven't got a headache anymore
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're right kels
22: i've just seen your tweet yeah I'll, I'll say it for people who aren't on twitter yeah on BBC 3CR is literally the best show we've ever done. It's happening now. In your face, BBC Northampton. Yeah. Oh dear, that's
3: fighting talk. We're gonna ta- we're, no, we're taking over the county. After the show, dear listener, if you'd like to join me in the car park at BBC Three Counties Radio, all of us will march uh, single file. Uh, up with. Uh, br- you've got to bring a, a lit torch. Do we're we, we gonna- march
4: on Northampton or do we go for Corby first?
3: Well, I don't know the... We're going to take over the whole county. We're going to surround the county. There should be enough of us. And then kind of walk in until we're in the central point and then we're going to get the... Mayor of Northamptonshire, and we 're going to uh, hang him not with not by his neck we 're going to hang him by his feet upside down from a lamppost. See,
4: I fear that you want to go in organs blazing into straight into Northampton. I yep. think we need to pick off the perimeter first
3: can I okay you can be um the B group no disrespect it 's just the second letter of the alphabet B for blooming good
22: i 've been doing my research, Best. yep, I think we might win this yep uh, their tweet this morning. Is Northamptonshire a lazy county? Yes. One in four of us doesn't even manage half an hour of exercise uh, a month. Lazy. So we've kind
3: we of taken Because we all know beds, hearts, and bucks. We are as fit as. Flipping anything, aren't yeah. we? Aren't we? In both senses of the word. I've seen some of you beautiful guys and girls out there, and I've also seen that you also have very high gym membership rates as well, which is great.
4: And also a lot of sportswear.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lots of tracksuits. Lots of tracksuits. They've got to be fit. We're going to go to uh, Northampton uh, Shear later on after the show, and we're going to own that bad boy. Papers, Catherine, what have you got?
4: Um, is Sarah Jessica Parker. Next- no, I'm not reading that.
3: What's on the. Can, I, can you just quickly pick three papers at random? Yeah. And tell me the front page? Three front papers page. at random.
4: Foxy Noxy, guilty. Again, says the Daily Mail. Okay, so
3: that's, that's a big story.
4: Yeah. Guardian says, guilty again, court reinstates Knox conviction for murder. Yep, okay. And Daily Express. Suspects paid to snatch Maddie paid to snatch Maddie being in mm. quote marks.:
3: Big stories, so the, 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 the fact that, that um, the police are, are closing in on suspects in the Madeleine McCann case, and the fact that Foxy Noxy, Amanda Knox, who was charged was, was found guilty of murder, then found not guilty of murder, and then found guilty of murder again. big stories
4: neither she or Raffaele Solecito were in court yesterday. I wonder why. Well, she, she, says, in the go- country. she says,
3: I'm not going back to Italy again. I wonder why. The reason I asked about the three random front pages is because I thought that, that I've got the sun in front of me and I thought that because of their front page, nothing had happened. It would appear some big things have happened. Yeah. The front page of the sun, bring me sunshine. Dear Lord, we've had enough. After worst January rain in history, join our... This is the whole front page. Join our prayer campaign with patron saint against bad weather. Today... We urge rain-battered Britons to pray with the patron saint of good weather. This January is the wettest on record for parts of the UK. Reverend Susan Evans, whose Lincolnshire church is named after patron saint Medard, last night led prayers begging, Dear Lord, we've had enough. Turn to page four and five. There's a double-page spread. Uh, They've even managed to get a couple of dolly birds in a churchyard pretending to pray, but in a sexy way. That's the well, front that page. The front page of Britain's biggest-selling newspaper is that, Cobblers. Utter, utter Cobblers. Oh. What else you got?
4: Parents' furious school governor takes daughter out oh. of class to save £5,000 on a Costa holiday.
3: Oh, hang on a second. Now, we, it, it's one rule for one, one rule for another would seem. We talked about this. I don't have a problem with taking kids out of school on school holidays. And I, as you know, do. You see, I'm the voice of reason. You are the voice of unreason. Right. Well, that's just a a fact.
4: Just said, look, if you were going to do it, accept the fine. If it's so much cheaper, it'd be worth it, won't it?
3: Well, exactly. Or don't do it. I wouldn't. Uh, Yard to Examine, uh, Maddie Suspect's bank accounts, lots of stories like that. Jim, uh, Jim's, uh, Jim Davidson's Celebrity Big Brother win sets a Channel 5 record. Wow, this is incredible for Channel 5. Jim Davidson's victory in the final episode of Celebrity Big Brother brought Channel 5 a total of 3.8 million viewers, making the show its most-watched series ever. For Channel 5, those figures are huge! Huge figures. There'll be more of that in the summer, he says, hopefully.
4: This is an interesting one. Page nine of the Daily Mail. I won't kill pet that savaged me three times. A dog owner's refusing to destroy her pet. A bull mastiff, um, which left Angela Fielder needing emergency surgery to save her hand. Another um, mauling caused wounds to her face, ear and arm that required more than 60 stitches. Despite her injuries, the 39-year-old insists she will not get rid of 10 stone Boris or make him wear a muzzle.
3: uh, This was in one of the papers yesterday and there were pictures of her injuries. Really nasty, nasty injuries. Why would you have something in your house that that could even potentially do that and then it's done it to her three times? OK,
4: she's saying, well, I, I don't think he's responsible for it, but you are responsible for that animal, so he does that to you, right, you say that you're not going to hold it against the dog. What if he does it to someone else?
3: exactly I do I do think you see these huge dogs wandering around sometimes off leads without muzzles to come on there's no need what are for they it
4: for they're working dogs aren't they those big
3: dogs and imagine imagine having like they're like a bear why would you want a bear running around your house and mauling you I think everyone should have cats or rabbits and that should be it cats
4: or rabbits no guinea pigs
3: oh no dirty little what things are guinea pigs for well I think we know Gravel News
8: for beds, hearts and bugs.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's starting to build up on the roads now. M1 heading south between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 7 for Hemel Hempstead, looking busy on the cameras. And there are major roadworks on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A, that's the Kidneywood Roundabout, and Junction 10 Luton Airport Spur Road. So that might affect you if you're travelling to the airport this morning. Also looking heavy on the north orbital at the M25 Junction 21A Roundabout. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you very much. Right, 6.46, it's Friday, yes, the 31st of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's claimed the Labour Party in Luton are signing up friends as members who'll vote them back in. Locals in Bedford are demanding more police officers in the town after the fatal stabbing of Isaac Stone last weekend. Watford are now 16th in the Championship after losing 4-2 against uh, Nottingham Forest last night. 8 455 555 uh, Maybe we'll take your calls, although let's be honest, no one's called in so far. It's because it's the best show we've ever done. Yeah. And they're, they're at home, at uh, both uh, caught up in the politics and also having a good old laugh at the humour. Let's find out what's happening in the skies and then ultimately, I guess, on the ground... Sit if it's raining. Although sunshine would have. It's weather. And in, Im- thank you so much.
8: Beds, hearts, and bucks. Weather. BBC Three Counties Radio.
23: Thanks very much. Good morning. It's uh, Sarah Thornton here on your weather this morning and I'm here to tell you that there's some mist and fog patches around across the three counties at the moment. Something certainly to be aware of. And the other thing I'd really like you to take note of is the fact that you'll be stepping out to a dry morning largely this morning. You'll be coming home to some very wet and windy weather this evening though. Uh, So we start with temperatures around 2 or 3 Celsius. Cold, cloudy and as I say some mist and fog patches. They'll lift though and then we'll be dry with some uh, cloud around. Uh, The cloud will start to thicken up from the west as we head towards the afternoon and by about 2 o'clock we've got rain with us and once it's with us with us right the way through the evening into the early hours of tomorrow morning. Could potentially have one or two showers first thing this morning actually it's worth mentioning but uh, largely it's the rain we're watching out for and the wind's really picking up as that rain comes through it'll clear away though in the early hours of tomorrow morning and then temperatures down as low as 2 degrees again. Means we could see a touch of iciness first thing tomorrow morning to greet your Saturday but also there'll be a lot of dry weather around and some sun sunshine a couple of showers potentially later in the afternoon but largely a dry for tomorrow still quite chilly and the winds ever increasing through tomorrow It will be a windy day top temperature of six celsius the winds ease on sunday another chilly start on sunday morning but then dry with some good spells of sunshine and a top temperature of seven or eight celsius it looks like we'll be dry for the start of the new working week but rain by the end of monday and that's your weather
10: got a problem with a company, a council or an organisation. Get this roofing
24: company round, see if they can fix the problem and I'll pay the bill. He said, yeah, I did say that.
10: The JVS show fights for your rights. This conversation
24: went round and round and round. And tackles your consumer problems. So Roy, the question is, has
10: he paid the bill?
7: Yes, he was standing there and he handed me an envelope, so I just opened the envelope and I looked inside of it, there's a cheque for £120 and that's
10: it. If you need our help, email JVS JVS show at bbc.co.uk. Are you happy? Yes, I'm quite happy. I will give him my fanfare, my horn and any other problems. Roy, you know where I am. The JVS show weekdays from nine BBC three counties radio.
22: Good morning, Beds, Hearts and Bucks. You're listening to Ian Lee's Breakfast Show. It's an absolutely wonderful show. And if you'd like to hear another absolutely wonderful show, you can tune in to BBC Introducing Saturday Nights from 8. It's the home of unsigned music made right where you live. Each week, Introducing puts a track forward to be played on the Three Counties playlist, and this week is no different. Here's Casio by George Ezra from Hertfordshire.
11: self Well, I better write great, yeah, I better ch- ch- change my ways. Well, oh, maybe I'm wasting, maybe I'm chasing time. Oh, come on, let's face it, I'm only ever lost in mine. Well, I got my tracing paper so that I could trace my clock. And the face kept changing, and as they and stop, but well, I was ripping out the battery I received myself a shock And to add insult to injury I could still it tick and And I try, I try, I try for heaven's sake Well I traveled to Australia and I traveled there by train This something might sound strange to you but on the way I came today And I wrote to tell my family and I wrote to tell my friends I arrived only here, was lost again and this torture never ends Cassio
3: Jezra, Cassie O, the keyboard or a lady? We may never, we may never know, Catherine. Uh, if you want to hear uh, more songs like that, then BBC introducing on a Saturday evening, eight o'clock, presented by Gary Floyd. Although this week, uh, is it is it this week? It's being hijacked. Who's who's hijacking it?
22: Room ninety
3: four. Wowzers! Do we Wowzers. need to report that to the police? What they burst in with guns or something?
22: No, just just hot
3: tunes. Wow, there you go. That'll do. Oh, please don't leave. <laughs> Because of that, we can't play, we haven't got time. What? No, exactly. We haven't got time to play this. And we also haven't got time to play this. <gasps> we haven't got time to play it. Oh. There no, we go. We haven't got time to play it. No. Trevor's in St. Albans. Morning, Trevor. Morning, Ian. Trevor, How's you're it? furious. What's wrong? Oh, I'm not furious. Oh. I was just wondering how Kelly got to the conclusion that grill meant house. We were talking about um, uh, R. Kelly's remix to Ignition. Kelly translated the lyrics. Kelly, uh, Trevor's got. Uh, Trevor's furious with you. Sup, Trevor? <laughs> he just told me he's furious. Go on, Trevor. So, what? Grill- <laughs> Kelly said grill is house? Yeah. Try face. Face,
25: Kelly. Why would he
22: be in her face? What
25: does he plan to face. do?
3: Oh, It's the same as a
25: car. Front of the car is the oh, grill. Oh,
22: actually, I've checked on urbandictionary.com. Yeah. Uh, grill is one's personal business. Oh,
3: oh, Trevor, oh, but
22: wait, Trevor, wait the sec oh. you know they have one meaning and the second meaning, the second meaning is one's teeth slash smile oh
4: oh, yeah. so p- so Trevor's around her business they've given an
22: example why you're all in my grill fool, and <laughs> exactly. you're going to get yeah. locked in the grill
3: right, Kelly, first thing, could you apologize to Trevor
22: <laughs> Soz, Trevor, and
3: could you apologize to the listeners Soz, list Trevor, have you ever bought a dictionary? Have I? Yeah. I've got, I've got one kicking about somewhere. I'm, t- I'm tempted to treat myself to a really nice, big, fat dictionary with all the words in. What? From all over? Yeah. Or just this country? Well, t- primarily this country. I mean, look, you can't have all... Is there a dictionary that has all the words in all languages? I'm sure there is, is?
4: somewhere. Locked is away. One.
3: You want to try and find one? It's called the Lost Dictionary. That's quite interesting. The Lost Dictionary? The Lost Dictionary, yeah. There's some words in there that are quite amusing.
4: Are they rude words? Um,
7: no, 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 not really. A bit rude? <laughs> uh,
3: no. Okay, Trevor. Thank you. Oh, he's not interested then. <laughs> the lost dictionary. Does anyone know about the lost dictionary? Uh, just to flag up because we um, because we played that BBC introduction track. We haven't got time to play this this morning.
4: So who are we going to call?
3: Well, we're not going to call anybody. Know. We're going to call. Uh, well, we're going to call Dennis in Dunstable. Dennis. He's up in our grill. Dennis? Why are you shouting? I'm not deaf. Well, you, did you, oh, me, what do you want? Kelly, uh, Catherine's got a really good story for us. Listen to this story and then you can comment. You'll like this one, Dennis.
4: Good. Tesco's removed a range of clothing featuring animals wearing glasses and the words nerd and geek, following a complaint from a mother who said it would lead to her son being bullied. Right. Annalise Whitaker, who's 28 and from Ifield, Surrey, demanded the clothing be pulled, saying it stereotyped people who wore oh. glasses, such as her 18 month old son, Logan. Right. Who can't say it, but was saying, cheers mum, and no one made the several, connection.
3: Several things, she's worked, and there's a picture of, of Logan in the newspaper.
4: He's sweet and he's got he's a lovely beautiful. pair of blue glasses.
3: He's beautiful, right, several things. Tesco aren't responsible for her kid being bullied. She is partly responsible for being the mum who said, get rid of uh, those nerd t-shirts. She's then put him in a newspaper so everybody will go, oh that's Logan from, uh, from uh, Elliot's class. So he's like, and she's called him Logan. She has basically set him up to be... Uh, he's, a, he's a beautiful little boy. And there's, there's nothing wrong with the word n- nerd and I geek. I thought
4: that nerd and geek was in now.
3: They're, they're cool to be. Are you a nerd or a geek, Dennis? No, I'm not. What are you? I'm Dennis. You're a Dennis. He's a right yeah. Dennis, isn't he? Yeah, well, why didn't you call him... Why didn't
7: you call him Fred? You know? Why set him up with a name like that? Poor Sorry. lad.
3: Gorgeous little boy. Mind. Very yeah. sad.
7: Yeah, no. Too bad. Yeah, what do you want? I, I was just saying that when Kelly came and did that announcement, she wants to give up the job with you and go down to the Dragon's Den because speaking to them like that, they'll give her money by the handful. She could sell snow to Eskimos and think they were getting a good deal.
3: She could out- why, she, why would she want to sell snow to Eskimos? They, they've got loads of snow there.
7: I know, but I'm just saying she's got that voice for a sales lady that could sell right, snow. Kelly,
3: mm. Kelly. Try and set, pretend that Dennis is Duncan mm-hmm. Uh Try and pitch him an idea and let's see what happens.
22: Should I pitch him snow? Yeah. So, what's his name? Duncan. Duncan. So, Dunks. Um, dunks yeah. I've got this white stuff. L- very popular. Falls from the sky. Quite cold. I think you're missing it. I think you need it. I think you want to play in it and you want to uh, do a little snow angel in it. I think you need to get some in your life, Dunks.
7: Well, I'll tell you what. Just send me a large box of it. My wife can play with it because she's, she's moaning that it's not snowing.
3: Well.
7: yeah, uh, You don't need to sell it to her. You can give it to her for nothing. Well,
3: i got a second, oh, Dennis. What's she, she going to give it away for? She wants to sell it.
7: I know, I say, but with a voice like that, she, she's giving it away because people will be coming with <laughs> 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 that's it. That's, that's libelous. Full of money. full of money.
3: Dennis, thank you very much indeed. I'm sorry I had to put you through that, uh, <laughs> Kelly. Uh, because of uh, Dennis's call, we, we don't have the time... To play this. It's yeah. Dennis's fault. Dennis. Dennis's fault. Uh, Catherine, thank you very much. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about any of the things we've talked about. If anyone could explain what the lost dictionary is, I'm intrigued and slightly confused by that. Uh, more coming up. Let's get the latest travel news first. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello. If you're travelling to the airport this morning, there, is, there are major roadworks on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A, for the that's the Kidney Wood Roundabout, and Junction 10 Luton Airport Spur Road. Also, queues on the A1 heading south between the Holiday Inn and Sterling Corner. Just looking on the cameras at the moment, and that's building up there. Also, narrow lanes and speed restrictions on the M25. Speed restrictions at 50 miles an hour uh, in both directions between Junction 23 South Mims and 20. for Enfield. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Kate, thanks very much. It's 6.59. It's uh, virtually 7 o'clock. It's coming up now. Coming up in the next hour, incredible story. There are accusations of vote rigging in Luton. And it affects all of us if it's true. And also the amazing story, you may have seen it in some of your papers this morning, of a car in a kitchen. Ouch. In your face, Northamptonshire. We're coming for you.
0: seven o'clock, the headlines. Labour Party accused of vote rigging. demands for more police officers in Bedford and car reversing ends up in a house in Royston. BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour Party in Luton are being accused of rigging the way councillors are chosen. It's claimed they're signing up friends as members who will then vote them back in. But they include children and even people who don't live in the town. Well, Gavin Shuker, the Labour MP for Luton South, says others who want to become councillors don't actually have a chance.
14: I think the point of what they're trying to do is to hold on to power uh, against the backdrop of perhaps new members coming in who are very talented, who've got the ability to stand and represent uh, in other positions, or to maintain status uh, within respective communities as well. I think it's really tragic and incredibly short-sighted. And I think the electorate, if they see that we're not dealing with this issue, will punish
0: us at the ballot box. Elsewhere, people in Bedford met police bosses last night to ask for more police officers. It follows the fatal stabbing of Isaac Stone in the Midland Road area of the town last weekend. Steve LePage from Midland Roads Association says they have several concerns which aren't necessarily connected to the inquiry.
2: I think it's unrelated in the sense that it doesn't fit with any of the antisocial behaviour, street drinking issues and so on which we generally face. What the cause is, what the background is, as yet we don't no, and that's going to come out in time as the police do their investigations and so on and that will provide a clarity for that.
0: New figures show wide variations in the way police record and classify rape allegations. The Inspectorate of Constabulary says in some areas where the number of recorded rapes is far lower than average, victims may be unwilling to come forward because they feel they won't be believed. Now, Royston family are living in a partially demolished house after a neighbour reversed the car into their kitchen. Josie and Tony Paul from Garden Close were on holiday in the Canary Islands when they received a phone call telling them what had happened. Josie says it'll be some time now before the walls are rebuilt. Once the structural engineer has come and they've made it safe
16: enough to get the car out, then work can start on it. But until it's structurally safe, we can't do anything. I'm just so thankful nobody was hurt.
0: And there'll be more on this story coming up with Ian Lee here on BBC Three Counties Radio in the next hour. Now, the Dunstable Northern Bypass will start to be built in spite of people's concerns. It may take another year. The Community Secretary, Eric Pickles, has confirmed he now won't be calling in plans to build 5,000 homes on land north of Houghton Regis. It means developers can now hand over £45 million towards the development of that road. And in sport, Watford are 16th in the Championship after losing 4-2 against Nottingham Forest. Last night. That's despite being two goals up at half time. So let's have a look at the weather and its dry start to the day with some bright spells. Becoming quite windy though this afternoon. Temperatures 8 degrees Celsius is your high. Get the latest news and sports online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
3: That was good, Serena. Thanks. No.
0: Oh, we're doing the banter thing again. We're going to do the script. Script, yeah. Because you
3: muffed it up last time. It feels like you muffed it up this time.
0: I did. I muffed it up, did I? That
3: was good, Serena.
0: I haven't got the script in front oh, of me though. Have I? It. I mean, I could try an ad lib, but then no, you don't like it.
3: No, we, d- we tried the unscripted banter, that didn't work. We're trying this, this, is the, the second attempt at the scripted banter.
0: You, you know what? This wasn't in my job description. Do you think I should go back?
3: That was good, Serena.
0: Thanks. Oh, are, are we still on? I thought you were being genuine. I that, thought, you know what um, I mean? I don't know when you've been genuine or not. It's a bit difficult this game.
3: That was good, Serena.
0: Thanks Ian. Oh, right, try this- and try and beat it. No, there get- you go. Oh, try and sake. beat that.
3: But get the script for the next one, please. Deary, deary me. Wowzers. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. I'll give you the contact details in a bit. Some big stories. And uh, as always, I'm sure you'd like to have your say. You can also call in as well if you want about anything that's on your mind. But coming up in the next hour of the show, accusations of vote rigging in Luton. Attempt at reassurance in Bedford And a car in a kitchen In Hertfordshire Facebook.com Forward slash BBC 3CR You can send me a text 81333 Start your text 3CR Or, and this is the best way to do it, I think You can give me a phone call 08459 455555 Across
10: beds, hearts and bucks
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio about anything is, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but some of the callers are, how can I put this, hmm, a little bit random. So, you know, don't feel you have to have a biting point to make. Dennis never does. Now, members of the Labour Party in Luton are being accused of rigging the way that councillors are chosen. It's being claimed that people are being signed up as Labour Party members who shouldn't, including children, people who don't live in the town, and some even being signed up to the party without their knowledge. Well, the accusations have come to light after long-serving councillor Robin Harris was voted out of his council seat after 20 years in the job. Gavin Shuka, the MP for Luton South, says these allegations affect the community at
14: large. I'm concerned that what people are trying to do is hold on to power for power's sake. That isn't my understanding of what the job of being an elected re- representative is. It's to represent all communities and it's to do so and to maintain a culture which is politically straight, where you can't buy votes, and where you can't sign people up, and where you can't sign people up against their own knowledge, which is some of the allegations that have been made in my own constituency.
3: Well, that's uh, Gammy I think will be joining us a little bit later on in the show. I am joined now. Uh, Paul Scoins, political reporter, is in the studio. Paul, good morning. Good morning. And also Councillor Yacoub Hanif, uh, Labour councillor for the Round Green Ward in the town. And, uh, Councillor, you say you have seen this happening... Branch stacking is the is the the kind of name for it what what
1: do you interpret branch stacking to be yeah uh, or also known as membership stacking is where people are joined. On mass, with or without their knowledge uh, just to help uh, when it comes around to selections i.e. for local and national elections uh, to help select uh, what we call delegates to representative bodies both at a local and national level so that's the, that's the that's the whole motivation behind it and it's going on in Luton this is the allegation that's being made as well as quite a few other places around the country it is rampant throughout Luton um, uh, in particular areas um, and unfortunately the the Robert Harris issue has brought it to a head where uh, despite many attempts by some people to keep it under wraps it's just spilled out into the open mm. and how long do you think it's been going on for uh, for quite a few years, unfortunately. In Luton? In, in, in Luton, yeah. Um, and what's made it even more difficult for the uh, you know, the people that got good exchanges locally to put a lid on it is the fact that memberships of the Labour Party itself are handled on, at a uh, national level. So you join, your membership is registered in London and then it's passed down locally, whereas before, memberships used to be handled and dealt with purely on a local basis, so you could um, manage that. If it's been going on for so long, for years, as you say, why are we only just hearing about it? How, is it, how has it been kept under wraps? Um, I mean, in a way, perhaps uh, it's been kept under wraps because of the way you know, the public are going to perceive... Uh, how democracy works at a local level or perhaps because um, well I can't speak for before 2010 is when I joined Mm. politics is perhaps it it was not much of an issue it was perhaps it was always there it was technology was there but it wasn't a problem but in the last few years it's become so bad we've had one ward where you've had nearly 400 people and that's double most constituency Labour Party 400 people join 400 members in total in total in one ward right uh, one polling and that's a lot is it that is uh, a uh, extraordinary amount, basically, because there are some CLPs, I like parliamentary constituencies with less ma- labour members than that.
3: And so the the, the accusation is that, that a significant number of those four hundred people are are children, don't know they've signed up, they, they they've been brought in by.
1: Uh, unhealthy means immoral means uh, absolutely um and the, this particular incident happened in 2011 mm. uh, when it we nearly we touched 400 and it was to uh it was done by a couple of individuals to uh, push people that they wanted to be selected as candidates for that for that board who benefits from this what is the what, what, what is the benefit of someone doing this the, the or the benefit or the motivation behind this is it's a uh, power prestige um uh, and a position of authority to influence decisions uh you know locally and then some people uh try to you know use this as a way to influence in parliamentary selections as well why are you speaking out about it are you not concerned for yourself um I'm I'm not concerned about myself because the thing is I'm committed to the cause of the Labour Party, which is a you know a socialist movement, which is looking f- to improve the lives of everybody in society. And I don't think those those aims or those you know those objectives could be met through these kind of practices. And as a party which is uh, committed to the democratic process, we are you know we're willing to speak out, put our next on the line. To- to root out this kind of malpractice um and at the end of the day you end up with people being selected that are not going to work for the people mm. who've been elected by the people have you mentioned this higher up in the labor party um, I, I i have uh, as well as many others they have uh, and,
3: and, and has there been what reaction have you had
1: uh, the way I've mentioned it locally through the local executive offices and they've moved it up, but there's just a, a, a wall of silence mm. or apathy, or some people have said, Oh, this is how it is.
3: The reason I mention this, because we, we did, um, we tried to speak to um, uh, the senior leadership of the party in Luton, uh, Labor Party. They've declined. <coughs> Paul, they've sent us an, an East of England Labor Party spokesperson us, sent us a statement. Uh, let me read this, and you can kind of tell us exactly what it means, Paul. The Labor Party is determined to ensure that every Labour candidate is selected in an open transparent and fair way we are satisfied that all our selections are being carried out properly and any suggestions otherwise are wrong. They're yes. saying this isn't happening aren't they?
5: Well indeed and, and I, I think that is a very much a surprising statement to some sort of senior members in the party indeed to the MPs and I think that these allegations as you say have gone back you know, perhaps 20 years in some cases and actually what the party has as an option to do uh, this is, I suppose, the nuclear option: is to put the constituents into special measures. That means then that uh, you know the the, the the National Party get far more involved. I think there's a reluctance to do that. Not just why? From the, well, I think there's also a sense from within people who are worried about these claims that actually that wouldn't really change anything. That really, I've spoken to. Um, the the uh, the chair of the local constituency party, John Whittaker, and he said that actually, you know, he is. I mean, he said that you know, democracy is effectively non-existent in in these some areas. Uh, but he then said that actually, putting a, a part an area into special measures won't actually have the perhaps the desired intention. And actually, what it does is serve to you know highlight a, a, a an area that doesn't perhaps need to be sort of dealt with other than internally, if you like. It sort of mm. creates a bad image, if you like, but, um, and actually probably doesn't actually solve the problem. Um, but I think this at least has started people talking about mm. it. I think for the wider electorate, you know, the people of Luton, uh, as is saying, you know, it's, it's ultimately who you're voting for and how they're selected, whether or not you can w- work on the basis that are these people selected by the right means. The party says they are there are people who have denied that this is happening but clearly we've spoken to lots of people that this is indeed you say this is happening councilor
3: gavin shuka uh, mp says unless something is done the party could suffer at the ballot box do
1: you go along with that uh, absolutely uh, because these you want high caliber competent candidates that uh, simply you know uh, are ca- Capable of doing the job that they're going to be elected for, mm-hmm. um, and then if if they're not able to communicate, uh, uh, empathise, um, and campaign for and on, uh, and on behalf of the people, then the, you just simply won't get the vote So uh, you know the pub, uh, the general, you know the the voted public. They're not, uh, you know, to put it bluntly, they're not a bunch of idiots. They, you know, a lot of the electorate are very intelligent and uh, articulate people, and they, and they can, you know, suss out somebody very, very quickly as if you know they're competent or not by just a- answering a set of simple questions. Um, and Paul has seen some public meetings where some people uh, have been left wanting when asked the simplest of questions, and then that, and people remember that when they come up to the next uh, set of uh, elections, they say, "Hang on a minute, you know." Um, he's not so good because I've seen him and he's not done much in the last four years. Mm. Perhaps there's a time for a change.
5: Yeah, I mean, indeed, there are there are concerns not just from within, you know, the council, but also the mem- wider membership. We heard earlier on from uh, somebody from the Building Bridges Group. Uh, akbar dad khan who said that this is a problem that he's known about for a long time he said he raised it about eight weeks ago um and and indeed there are you know he feels councillors who are, are just not uh up to scratch and and he says that that's a result of this particular uh allegation i suppose of how these people come to power yeah it must be frustrating for you to to see this happening how does it make you feel um, you
1: know, uh, I've actually lost sleep, so I'm sick of the stomach of it, you know, uh, so that's why I've not hesitated to come out and speak about this, um, because, you know, there has been intimidation, there's been bullying, um, you know. Bullying? Yeah, um, threatening phone calls halfway through the night, you know. People, to you? Uh, or to people you know? To people I know that are in the wards that are affected by this right. um, and in fact, I got shoveled off to uh, an unwinnable ward, according to these people, but, but when I got selected for Rang Green, uh, we, we had every intention of winning it, but yeah. that 's how they operate and, and i 've seen these, uh, these incidences. You go to meetings and the, the people that are being sent by these branches to uh, represent them at the at executive level of the local labor party they will just sit there they won 't say anything. They there's no political debate, there's shouting, there's screaming, um, and then uh, you will see at the annual general meeting, where the you know the chair and all that, you will have 70 or 80 people turn up, a few weeks down the line only a dozen people turn up, so that's so, you know, it, it's not serving us uh, properly.
3: Well listen, I really appreciate your time this morning, thank you for coming in and uh, sharing your, your story, Paul, thank you very much indeed uh, that's Councillor Jakub Hani, Flavour Councillor for the Round Green Ward, and of course Paul Scornes political reporter, uh, there's going to be more about this story later on in this show, but also on BBC One uh, on the Sunday Politics at 11am. It's a quarter past seven. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the latest travel. Travel news
8: for beds, cards, and bugs.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. On the cameras looking fairly quiet on the roads this morning. Major road works on the M1 Luton Spur. That's if you're heading either way between Junction 10A Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 Luton Airport Spur Road. So that will affect you if you're travelling to or from Luton Airport this morning. Also on the A1, there are queues heading south between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. And on the M25 between junctions 23 for South Mims and 25 for Enfield, there are narrow lanes and speed restrictions. Of 50 miles an hour. Also looking slow on the north circular westbound between Arnos Grove and Bounds Green Road. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you
3: very much. I used to go out with a girl in Arnos Grove. Oh dear, those were the days. Right, 7.16, it's Friday the 31st of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There are claims the Labour Party in Luton are signing people up who are not even residents just so they vote them back in. New figures show big differences in the way police record and uh, record sorry and classify rape allegations. And on football transfer deadline day, one deal which doesn't look likely is Julian Draxler to Arsenal. 08459 455
10: 555. you 3 Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. My geography
8: teacher at school resurrected a jazz standards song, which was Won't You Come Home,
20: Bill Bailey. It made me dedicate myself to be trying to be better. I always felt that wasn't quite good enough. Expert advice.
10: Absolutely, you've got it, you've
1: nailed it. I am so happy, thank you. And loads of really great music.
10: Nick Coffer weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio
3: 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you uh, want to give us a call we'll have a little bit of Justin Dealey later I miss Justin's voice in the first hour his dulcet tones I don't know what dulcet means Uh, oh dear oh dear he's scratching himself next door must be very itchy you can get a cream for that I think and we'll also find out what's happening on his show tomorrow morning between 9 and 12 Now, uh, a story we were talking about uh, earlier on in the week. Bedfordshire's police and crime commissioner was in Bedford last night to address residents' concerns about Midland Road in the wake of last weekend's fatal stabbing. The meeting had been organised before the death of Isaac Stone, uh, and it highlights that people living and working felt the police weren't tackling an undercurrent of low-level crime. Well, Steve LePage is the chair of the Midland Road Residents Association and joins me now. Morning, Steve. Good morning. Steve, th- th- this meeting was, was booked in before the unfortunate um, murder at the weekend. Why Why had it been arranged?
2: Uh, we have an ongoing uh, work as a residents association to try and uh, uh, address issues in, in the community and work for, for good and build for better for the future.
3: We've heard that, that we did spoke to a lot of people earlier this week who uh, uh, feel that Midland Road, um, some people feel scared to walk down there at certain times of the day. Is, is, have you come across that attitude? Um <clears throat>
2: Uh, Not very often amongst local residents. It tends to be people from outside of the area who express those sort of things. Um, The the only concerns that some folk uh, locally tend to have is when you get groups of uh, street drinkers on corners or whatever. That can cause a little bit of fear for some of the older population, for folk with young children at times.
3: How did last night go, Steve? I think it went pretty well.
2: Um, There was wide expressions of opinion um from different people and it was good to have the interaction with the chief inspector and uh with the police and crime commissioner as well so what issues were raised
3: what, were the, what are kind of the big the big stories
2: i mean i think the the big issue which uh is constantly raised is about police presence um and the the feeling that that makes a huge difference and uh, again, uh, there was somebody present who wasn't actually a local resident, but it's often in the area, uh, and uh, raised the, the issue of dealing with uh, low-level drug issues and, and so on as a, a major, major thing.
3: Well, we're also joined on the line, say there, Steve, by uh, Chief Inspector <coughs> Julian Frost of Bedfordshire Police. Uh, Julian, you were at the meeting last night. Uh, the, the, the main thru- thrust seems to be they want more coppers, and, and that's just not feasible, is it, for an extended period?
15: Two things on that, really. Um, firstly, obviously, at Bedfordshire, we're a small force. We've got to look at where we do put our uh, resources in response to um, what the threat levels are and, and what uh, people's concerns are. However, when you say more coppers, I would like to say, uh, firstly, obviously, um, we have got in the short term uh, for some reassurance and just to get some more information about uh, Isaac's uh, murder. We, would, we have got extra police officers on this weekend, and my PCSO team is spending a lot of their extra time. But actually, uh, in the Midland Road and Town Centre areas, I've just bought a uh, PC in um, to work alongside my PCSO team. Uh, and PC, Karen Jarman. I'm sure local residents who uh, live in that area will have got to meet Karen over the last sort of... Have my- you got
3: a local Bobby, Julian? Is yes, that what you're I- saying? I am. I'm saying that... How uh, terribly old-fashioned of you.
15: Well, um... I'm trying it and seeing uh, how we get on with it.
3: And so how is that going to work?
15: Well, Karen's attached to my team. She's responsible for the Midland Road uh, area that um, Steve's uh, residents Association working, and also for Bedford Town Centre, because the two the two areas are quite closely linked.
3: Steve, that that must um, be quite a good thing. We're often hearing people saying, "Oh, I miss we miss having the, the local Bobby that people get to know, that shopkeepers and <laughs> residents get to know." That must be uh, a positive move.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, we're delighted that that's happening, and uh, certainly in the past. Uh, when neighbourhood policing was a, a dominant thing, then it was valued highly. Uh, and uh, having met Karen, uh, absolutely delighted that she's going to be working and and giving a, a face that folk can relate to and uh, have confidence in.
3: Uh, you do have to make difficult decisions, don't you, Julian, about where you deploy your officers.
15: Uh, is Bedford a priority? <sighs> Bedford is my priority, yes. I'm responsible I for the whole of uh, Bedford Borough, so that's obviously Bedford and the villages around. And um, it is hard to make decisions, but uh, we try and do so based on evidence and uh, based on where we can best put the people that we've got.
3: Uh, you're, you're, uh, g- can you guarantee to the people of Bedford that you will be able to to, to continue p- providing the policing that they're after?
15: Well, I mean, we do... I mean, it's that's... Um, I, I hate to say this... It's the get out above my pay grade. I mean, obviously, as all forces, we are facing financial uh, tightening circumstances this time. But what I can guarantee is that every single person who works for Bedfordshire Police, as an officer, as a PCSO, as a member of staff, and also all the many volunteers, will guarantee that we can do the best we can for people. Yeah.
3: Steve, what else would you like? You must be satisfied with the introduction of this, this uh, police officer, as you just said. Uh, anything else that you'd like the police to provide? Um, or are you, con- are you happy with the way things are going?
2: Uh, I'm very happy with the way things are going. Obviously, one would always love for more. Uh, one officer and uh, PCOs working with her, there's a limit to, to what they're able to do, but that's one step
3: more than we had previously, so yep. that's a delight. Julian, it sounds like you've got a happy customer. I always like to have happy customers. Excellent stuff indeed. Well, thank you very much to both of you. Uh, Chief Inspector Julian Frost of Bedfordshire Police... And Steve LePage, chair of uh, Midland Road Residents Association. They've got, they're gonna have got they going to have a local bobby, a copper, who will kind of be assigned to that area and will get to know all the shopkeepers and the residents if they want and the people and stuff like that. That's, that's kind of... I say old-fashioned, my tongue is slightly in my cheek, but <clears throat> it is an old-fashioned concept, isn't it? Would you like that, where you live? Do you think that would make uh, you feel a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more comfortable? having a, a police officer assigned to your area, it would be nice, wouldn't it? If it was... Well, I, I think I'd like that. One person, you know their name, you can go up to them. All right, Steve. All right, Karen. How you doing? Yeah, I just saw this fella down there. He looks a little bit dodgy. Blonde fella. Microphone. Shirt shirt undone down to his navel. Go and have a word. <laughs> just what on earth is... Sorry, I'm slightly distracted during the interview. I apologise to our two guests. Because in the studio next door to me... Justin, who uh, we, he's not done any reporting this morning, as far as I'm aware. What's he doing, Catherine? My computer's gone bump.
4: <laughs>
22: so um, he's been the repairman. <gasps> he's fixed it. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> just call me treacle. Can I <laughs> just point out yeah. that um, I fixed it. I knew the problem. Yeah. I knew how to solve yeah, it. Yeah, but um, <laughs> Justin stole Paul Scoring's his computer.
3: From right. oh, upstairs? So, what,
4: what yeah, and the screen's a little bit... If I'm going to be really fussy, the screen's a little bit on
22: the... Lob there, but beggars can't be choosers, eh?
3: No, so you didn't fix you, it. You can, you just
4: can res- you
22: can restart that, and then it will it mend itself.
4: Does it have to be this high? Or
3: so is Justin? What? So I'm confused. Is Justin reporting today, or is he just doing odd jobs? We need
4: to give a mission, don't we?
3: Get some, get some headies on, just get. Some, or, g- g- come, come here, come here, come here, come here. He's not. We've not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not having him do this. I'm not having him fix the computers next door for goodness' sake. He's. He's a. Pay- I'm not. I'm not having this, mate. I'm not having you fix the computers next door when you should be out reporting. Oh, it's, you know, it's Friday. Chill Out Friday. No, it's not. It's not chill. <laughs> it's chill Out Friday. Not Chill, chill Out, out Friday. Friday. It's Friday. And
12: up Don't until, worry. I'm up, plotting. I'm plotting, OK, against BBC <laughs> Northampton. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> OK. Oh, the you raid. Ready? The re- oh, actually, yes, We're I'm taking
3: in. over the whole county, Northampton yes. and yeah. therefore we will own BBC Radio Northampton. The problem is we're with them up there, they just think they're it. Sadly, they're not. And they're not. No. This, is, this is genuine. If you want to meet us in the car park straight after the show at one minute past nine, hmm. we will all uh, march. How far away is Northampton? Uh, it's about 45 minutes. What, walking? Uh, no, no, oh. driving. OK, <laughs> we're, we're all going to jump in mine and Justin's car uh, and we're going to drive up there and we're going to take over the whole county mm-hmm. and then we're going to take over BBC Radio Northampton yes. and we're going to own it. We're going to yes. give those people a slice of good radio. We're going to give Bernie Keith and his dog a good slap <laughs> this morning.
12: <laughs> Is <laughs> Bernie Keith the breakfast host? Um, no, I think he's mid-morning. OK, fine. Yeah, buddy, we'll sort, we'll, we'll it. sort it out that Anyway, me.
3: anyway, yeah. th- listen, you're, you're winning me over but you've still not gone out and done any reporting. Yes, yeah, sir, what would you like, Sir.
12: Um, Let's have a little look. Front page of the Sun today. How ridiculous is that? for goodness sakes. If you've not seen it, you you describe it. Go on. That is the state of news today. Uh, Bring me Sun Shrine. After the worst January rain in history, join our prayer campaign Uh, uh, with the patron saint against bad weather. How ridiculous. That is the front page of Britain's best-selling newspaper asking you to pray for good weather.
3: And we look at the the mail. Foxy Noxy is Mm. uh, on there. Do we allow to call a murderer Foxy Noxy. Uh, police failing to stamp out honour crime, says The Times. Uh, unions back Miliband's party revolution uh, is the front page of the Indy. Uh, guilty again. Court reinstates uh, Nox conviction of murder and alarm over culture of disbelief of rape c- crimes. That's The Guardian. Uh, and let's have a look at The Daily Telegraph. Marines inspect the floods. Where do we start? There are stories happening around mm. the world and the sun have gone for that. I know. It's incredible. There we go. That's what you do. Can you take that on, the, on onto the streets and get yes. people's reaction? Maybe, will maybe, maybe people will, will disagree with us and think that actually it's a worthy little bit of journalism. Oh, and it's weak front page. Come on. If you turn to page four and five as well, they've got a couple of dolly birds. I'm just getting past page three. Okay, yep. A yep. couple of, uh, those two have had a row. A couple of dolly birds yeah. uh, pr- praying in oh, a no. sexy fashion in a churchyard. <laughs> that's crazy. And I it? use the word dolly birds. I wouldn't normally use that word, yeah. but that's exactly what those two women are. They're in tight sun t-shirts and tight jeans, and they're praying in a sexy fashion.
12: I'm going to take this to the church and see what people think about this. Excellent. Yes, that's really. That.
3: Very quickly, you. Your, uh, show Saturday mornings 9 till 12. What's happening this yes, weekend?
12: Yes, um, tomorrow three hours of great songs, great memories. We have uh, the UK and American charts from this weekend back in 1974. Yep. Um, on top of that, um, we're also going to be talking to somebody called Del Richardson, oh. who's from Ossie Bisa. Ossie Mass Bisa. Hit back in 1975. Sunshine Day. Everybody do what you <laughs> do. Da da sunshine day. Here we go. Everybody, do what
3: you're doing. Da da sunshine day. Yeah. Everybody, do what you're doing. Hey. Da sunshine yeah. mm-hmm. do day. Wow, you got that guy on. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Is uh, there any chance that you might play this
12: tomorrow? Oh Ray Parker Junior, yeah. absolutely! Any excuse. It's Thirty years, of
3: course. Ghostbusters oh, is the really? anniversary coming up. Oh, yeah. play that because we've not yeah. because of you coming in, we've not had time to play that this mm. morning,
12: unfortunately. Oh right, okay. Sorry so so
3: tomorrow, nine till twelve. Nine till twelve. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll take this out onto the streets now. But please do. Go on. Go do some work. Don't try and fix anyone's computers on the way out. Just go. Bye. What's going on there?
4: What? Practising.
3: What are you doing?
4: Beatles fifty years.
3: Oh, it's 50 years since the Beatles.
4: Yeah, so we've got some... I thought we could do that. No?
3: No.
8: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Oh, it <laughs> turns out she's not there. There's stuff happening on the roads. Some places are clear, some places, eh, not so clear. It's 7.30, it's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the uh, latest news and sport, followed by a little bit of banter, scripted with Serena Farrow.
8: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
10: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour Party
0: Party in Luton's being accused of rigging the way councillors are chosen. It's claimed they're signing up friends as Labour Party members who'll then vote them back in. Elsewhere, only essential Cellarfield staff are being asked to go to work today. The company says a monitor at the nuclear site has detected elevated levels of activity. More locally, a group of people, as we've just been hearing, living in Bedford met police bosses last night, asking for increased policing. It comes after the fatal stabbing of Isaac Stone last weekend. And new figures show why Variations in the way police record and classify rape allegations. It's thought some areas where the number of recorded rapes is far lower than average that victims may be unwilling to come forward because they feel they won't be believed. That's the news. Now let's move on to the sport.
8: Three Counties Sports.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. Disappointing for Watford fans, they're now 16th in the Championship after losing 4-2 against Nottingham Forest last night. That's despite being two goals up at half-time. Meanwhile Wickham Wanderers new striker Reece Stike says he hopes to score the goals that'll keep the chair boys in the Football League. They're now two places and three points above the League Two relegation zone. That's ahead of tomorrow's trip to Bury. Yet Stike says they're confident of avoiding that drop.
1: If we keep playing the way that we started, um, obviously against Mansfield in the first half and Against Portsmouth on Tuesday night, um, I think we'll be fine. Um, it's just taking them chances when they come. Hopefully there's a lot more to come for me when I get match fee.
0: Football transfer deadline day then. and It looks like a few Premier League sides are already busy. Manchester City want Porto de Fernando and Elquia Mangala set to cost them a combined fee of £50 million. Pounds. Teenage midfielder Kurt Zouma may even be on his way to Chelsea. That's for £12 million. Cricket then in England's women have lost their second 2020 game against Australia by seven wickets, though they do actually lead the Ashes series 10-6. Finally in tennis, Andy Murray will play the opening match of Great Britain's Davis Cup tennis tie against America. He'll face Donald Young. BBC Three Counties Radio, more from me, thankfully, at eight.
3: That was good, Serena. Thanks.
0: Oh, what is your problem? (laughs) Do you see, even, do you get, have you actually feeling this, right? Do you get the hint that even the no. weather chick, not weather, travel chick, yeah, she doesn't rock up because she's what? had enough of you. Travel chick
3: rocking up? What, what is this, 1976?
0: Yeah, no. She did, She wasn't there, was she? You went to her and she's, nah, I've had enough. Right. Sorry, she's packed her bag. She's off,
3: right. mate. come on, sleepy eyes. Just, just, just focus, all right? But the, the way, I've been listening to a lot of radio yeah. recently, and what happens is...
0: You haven't learned much, though, have you? Do you know what I mean? You're still on that steep learning curve. It would appear.
3: What happens is uh, the news presenter yeah. and the uh, main... Would that be me? Well, not for much longer. Right. Where's, where's Jane? And yeah. uh, the news presenter and then the, the breakfast host...
0: Breakfast host? Is that your title, is what? it? Is that what you use on your CV? They are Stretching have, it a bit far, isn't it?
3: They have a little Quartet bit... licence. They have a little bit of, of, of unscripted banter. Now, yeah, yeah. the unscripted banter didn't work... Okay, so the well,
0: <laughs> I mean, you are on the end of it.
3: The team. I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm just going to plough through this.
0: Do you think the BBC have? I know we have classes, don't we, in all sorts. You know, master classes. Do they have
3: classes in you shutting up? Do
0: they have classes in bantering for presenters?
3: Catherine Boyle, the producer, has written a really good, powerful script. A little playlist little lardy. Yeah, go on. Uh, y- y- have you not got the <laughs> script in front of you?
0: I've got no. Right, right. This for old eight, pieces of paper For here, eight o'clock, have the... I like s- trees. I don't like to, you know, print too much out. What on out. earth are you rambling on about,
3: well, you lunatic? I, <laughs> for eight o'clock, have the script in front of you, OK?
0: Come. Oh okay. okay. that's another tree gone down the Swanee, hasn't it? Across beds, hearts and
8: bucks. This is Ian Lee.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Struggling to develop a rapport with Serena. Back in the day... Who was that? Um, you used to do the news. It was yeah. you, Catherine. Yeah, we used to get on then. We had some... Exactly. We had some great bands.
22: Oh, great
4: bants.
3: Really great bands. Didn't need it
22: scripted either.
4: Didn't,
3: didn't need it scripted. Why don't we pretend to do that now? So why don't you say that again into a microphone?
22: Why don't you pretend to do that now?
3: No, I, we're, not, we're not going to... No, we're not going Just to... Just
22: relive the chemistry you once no,
3: had. No, no, well, no. That would be inappropriate. Uh, oh. Yeah. What...
22: Can I just say it was really great of everybody to dress up today in the Beatles. I literally. am dressed up, but I'm just waiting to put the pièce de resistance on because I, I thought you might do this. It's
3: 50 years since the Beatles, guys. What are you doing to celebrate?
22: Uh, Ian's doing nothing.
3: What are you d- Catherine?
22: I've got a George Harrison moustache.
3: I hate girls with moustaches. Good. I really do. I'm
4: doing it to impress you. Oh, hang on, take the plastic
3: off. This is really working well on the radio. Catherine Boyle is uh, trying to affix a droopy Sergeant Pepper style moustache to her upper oh, lip. Oh, I think that looks great. Do you know what? No, 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 what you need to do, take the headphones off and, and have the long kneel from the young one's hair. Yeah. Look at that! Ladies and gentlemen, it's George Harrison. Picture of that, let's get that on Twitter. I'll get a picture. Happy 50 years since the Beatles. That is George Harrison. Oh, right if you want to join in. I'm fine, thank you very much indeed. Jeffrey's in Windsor. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Geoffrey.
26: To move the story on from All You Need Is Love, which is the philosophy of the Beatles, which hasn't really worked out in the world, unfortunately, to the world of justice and legality, um, I'm a bit upset, really, that um, the man who the courts have found guilty of killing one of them, anyway, uh, soldier Lee Rigby, by running him over when he was in, I think, civilian Kylos and then, and then mutilating his body on the street, has appealed uh, in the courts for for a rehearing, essentially, on the basis of um, um, incorrect procedure in the trial.
3: And well, he, also, he, claims, he claims, I've got this correct, he claims it was an act of war as opposed to, to murder.
26: We, OK, well, I was just talking to a friend about that. If it was an act of war, which army did he belong to? And if you've injured someone already, so they're incapacitated on the street, it in fact illegal, according to the Geneva Convention, then to mutilate
3: their body. Why because, are you... Well, because... Why, because well, no, that wasn't because, the question. Why are you angry about it? Pardon? Why am I angry about it? I'm, 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 I just think it's, it's a. You said you were a, angry about it.
26: I d- no, I wanted to talk about it because because the, the Beatles' philosophy of all you need well, is it was Well,
3: it was one of their songs. I don't know if it was their philosophy.
26: Well, they went out to that, to, to that Indian Swami out in to, to learn about transcendental meditation, uh,
3: which I practice. Yeah,
26: yeah, and and a man called John Lennon said, "We are bigger than God." I don't know if you remember him saying that.
3: No, he didn't say that. Or
26: bigger than Jesus Christ? Then didn't say that. What did
3: he say then? He said we're more popular than Jesus, which at oh, the time right. was I, true. I, sorry. How, sorry, how many how many number ones did Jesus have? What is number one all the time? If well, he was look- say, what he was saying. He didn't. This is the thing you see. What he was saying is he said we're more popular than Jesus, uh, in as much as the Beatles were massive, and at the time a lot of people were turning away from Christianity. So, it, so
26: well, I think they were re-examining um, the roots of Christianity and. And, and the practice of Christianity, uh, uh, as it was in the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, a lot of people have uh, uh, a lot of people have gone through that spiritual process because 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 Christianity has to be, to some extent, relevant to the age. But anyway, moving on. Uh, John John Lennon, of course, was shot dead by another murderer in um, in New York. Well, uh, where
3: is this? This is. I mean, Jeffrey, you're pretty yeah. rambling most of the no, time. No, no, I'm about, no, but, no, but today no, you're no, even no, no, more no, no, rambling than normal. What on earth are you talking I'm, I'm, about? I'm What's talk this got to do with with Lee Rigby or or all you need is love or anything like that? No, no. What I'm saying
26: is 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 the 1960s positivism. Uh, has failed. We now live in the reality of the modern world which ter- in which terrorism plays a, a vast, vast part and w- in, in which we're now frightened about going to... to um, He's quite... Uh, shall
3: I read you his quote? Yeah. Who's? John Lennon. No, we've done that. we He's quite the prophetic. The murder of Lee Rigby. We'll get the to murder that. of we'll, Lee Rigby. Well, you can keep saying that and we'll get to that in a second. You you brought up John Lennon and uh, saying he was bigger than no, God, which I'm you didn't. I'm
26: trying to do connection. Christianity,
3: Christianity will go, Lennon said. It will vanish and shrink. I needn't argue about that. I'm right... And I'll be proved right. We has not po- been, has he? Well, he has because uh, Christianity Why? is shrinking to. W- there was a story about a it's month expanding ago. expanding in Africa. Jeffrey, listen. Go on was- and listen yourself. Jeffrey, there was a story a couple of months ago that uh, within uh, a generation, Christianity will be dead in this country. That's been said by high up officials in the church, so very prophetic. I'm right, I'll be proved right. We're more popular than Jesus now. I don't know which will go first, rock and roll or Christianity. Jesus... Well, rock was, and roll's gone. Jesus... Listen well, to Radio One. It's it, rap. It's all rap. Well, he said, Jeffrey, he didn't know which will go first, rock and roll or Christianity.
26: Well, he, well he's rock and roll well... He went first, and, and, okay. and, and rock and roll went first. Well,
3: like, well, so he, he said, I don't know and which said, will go first. I
26: said... Jesus
3: I said, was all right, but his disciples were thick and ordinary. It's them <laughs> twisting it that ruins it for me. So He's, he's kind of, he's spot on pretty much. Christianity, it will vanish and shrink.
26: No, he, he made a statement in the 1960s at the head of, of the, head, uh, at the height of Beatles popularity when, when the media were constantly focusing on them because it, it sold, like you're doing now, it sold a lot of stories and and uh, his marriage his marriage failed Joker, Yoko Ono so much so that um, he had to write songs about it. He, he became a drunkard and in the end he got shot dead by, by a lunatic outside a very, very expensive New York apartment.
3: What because, a sad story.
26: Because, because he said, a working-class hero is something to be. Yeah, a a working-class s- hero is something to be. It's a sad story, isn't it? Well, yeah. His uh, marriage to Yoko didn't fail. Well, sorry, i, mean, I had huge problems, and he had huge problems.
3: Which they resolved. Lots of marriages have that, and he resolved, and I think that's a testament. Well, no,
26: that's but that's the point. Going back to
3: Lee Riggs' oh, right. murder. Oh, Yes, OK.
26: Yes. Lee Rigby's murder. If, as I say once again it's evidentially factual that the, the, the man was knocked down the street by those two individuals who then took out weapons, hand weapons. Yeah, we, know, it, we know what happened, Jeffrey. Yeah. So, so, so why, why is court time and why is taxpayers' time now be, going to be allowed to be wasted on the basis of a man appealing on the semantics of whether he was a warrior, a non-warrior, a terrorist, a guerrilla? But it, well, all it comes down to is that he murdered the guy without wow. warning. Guys? And if you injure someone in a war, and they are then at your mercy, and then you proceed to execute them on the battlefield, as Sergeant Marine, whatever his name was, found out, it's against the Geneva Convention, and he should be locked up for that anyway.
3: OK, but he's, he's appealing, but which uh, the British law... Well, it's not law... very appealing to me. Oh, dear, Geoffrey, come on now. You can do much better than that. Uh, although, judging by the, the quality of this phone call, perhaps not. Uh, he's appealing, and the beauty, the beauty of the British system... Is, is it
26: waste tax money?
3: The beauty of the British system is that people can appeal if they feel they've been unfairly treated. And that has to apply to everybody, whether you like them or whether you don't like them. There's no
26: automatic right of appeal. You can, uh, you, you can make an application for appeal. Okay. It will, will not be automatically granted. It will be looked at by a senior judge.
3: OK, and what's and happening here?
26: That's what's happening. That's the process Fantastic. that's going on at the moment.
3: Fantastic. Sorry.
26: Yeah. OK. No. Hello.
3: Who's that? Hello. Who's that, Geoffrey? Oh, someone is that, interfering. Is that the the your way dad?
26: Way. No, my father's 88 years old,
3: very ill in Suffolk, So it's not your dad. No, it's a, a fellow worker. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, you should so, get back to work then, Jeffrey. And, and, no, no. Amanda, up the workers?
26: Amanda Cox. Is she going to appeal as well? Oh,
3: for goodness. <laughs> Amanda Cox. Oh dear. I mean. Even by his own rambling standards, that was uh, all over the shop. How did we go from uh, the Beatles to um, the Lee Rigby to Amanda Cox? I think he means Amanda Knox. That's the beauty of the British system, that you can appeal. That's the beauty of it, and it's also the flaw of it. You see, uh, right or wrong, the fella is applying for appeal. Oh eight four five nine four, double, five, five, double, five is the uh, telephone number. If uh, you want to give us a call, um, I've just tweeted. It's 50 years since the Beatles. What are you doing to celebrate? Lots of answers. Um, someone says nothing. I'm going to work. Tiles says I'm listening to The Who. Uh, Designful says possibly one of the most overrated groups ever. Three or four quite good songs. The Monkeys were better. Nick Wallace says listening to Hair. Um, Dan says, I'm watching Postman Pat with my daughter. The theme tune is better than anything the Fab Four did. Although this is special delivery service, so it's not as good. Special delivery service. it has got a helicopter in it. Don't give Pat a helicopter, for goodness sakes. Um, Teaspoon River Neck says, I'm chomping on a banana. And Stuart Smith says, 50 years since the Beatles what? Well, 50 years since the Beatles, what but- I don't understand. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the telephone number. As you've heard there from Geoffrey, you can call in about pretty much anything. We're talking about bits and pieces. Have you seen the front page of The Sun? It's very odd. It's Britain's biggest selling newspaper. And with all these big stories that are going on, the front page of The Sun are asking us to pray. It's kind of a similar t- front page to when they had Uri Geller on. He was on the front page. He was going to get us to win the World Cup or stop Big Ben or b- bend a spoon or something. Uh, and that was their front page then. Today, they want us to pray to stop the rain. Really? That's the front page of Britain's biggest selling newspaper? That, doesn't that relegate it to, to the level of a CBeebies comic Mr. Maker, the summer special, doesn't it? It's pretty poor. Or am I just being a miserable old so-and-so? There's a surprise. Give me a call if you've seen it. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. It's coming up to a quarter to eight. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's try and get the latest travel news. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. In High Wycombe, Knaves Beach Way is partly blocked because of an accident uh, just at the M40 London Road. It's just on the roundabout there, and it's uh, people are going to be helping out there shortly. Major road works on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A Kidney Wood Roundabout and Junction 10 Luton Airport Spur Road. Uh, so that will affect you if you're planning to go to Luton Airport this morning. Uh, Exchange Road is busy at the moment in Watford. Also, queues on the A1 heading south. Southbound uh, between the Holiday Inn and Sterling Corner. That's at Boreham Wood. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate,
3: thanks very much. Right, it's nearly 7.46. It's Friday, the 31st of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's claimed the Labour Party in Luton are signing up friends as members who will vote them back in. Only essential cellarfield staff are being asked to go to work today. A monitor at the nuclear site has detected high levels of activity. Ouch! And in sport, Watford are now 16th in the championship after losing 4-2 against Nottingham Forest last night. Coming up, we'll be talking about a car in a house. What? Yes. More after the weather with Sarah Thornton.
10: Beds, hearts
23: and bucks weather.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
23: Thanks very much indeed. Good morning to you. A chilly start this morning. Some mist and fog patches around right across the three counties too. Uh, so it is a slow start to your day, but a dry one. Having said that, uh, we've got to contend with the fog this morning. On your way home for rush hour this evening, we'll be contending with some very heavy rain and some strong winds. So either way, uh, things to watch out for. We'll keep dry really for the next few hours. A couple of showers here and there potentially by lunchtime. Just knocking on the door towards the west. Some much thicker cloud us some rain. Looks like it'll be with most of us by about two or three o'clock this afternoon and then uh, with us right the way through until the early hours of tomorrow morning. Before that, a top temperature. We're at two degrees at the moment, not getting much higher than five or six Celsius. And then actually as that rain comes through towards midnight, the temperature's lifting a little, but it will be wet and windy, as I say, until the early hours of tomorrow morning. Behind it for tomorrow, watch out for some ice patches and sheltered spots because uh, the temperature's again falling close to freezing overnight after that rain. Uh, We'll have some brightness First thing tomorrow, some showers are to come through in the afternoon and the wind increasing all the time. Gusts of 40, maybe 50 miles an hour tomorrow afternoon and evening. And then that all calms down. The wind's ease for Sunday will be dry and bright with some good spells of sunshine in the afternoon and highs of 8 degrees. And that's your weather. Thank you very much.
19: After a packed few days of football...
3: Free kick from that far side at the terrace end. Taylor steps up, slots it the other way.
12: We'll bring you another five matches this weekend. It's
8: going to be 2-0. It's a very good goal.
12: Tomorrow you can hear MK Dons, Stevenage, Wickham and Luton all in league action.
18: And Andre Gray scores a hat-trick. It's 3-0 to Luton.
12: Followed on Sunday by Watford at home to Brighton.
3: Great move from the Hornets.
12: A weekend of live football starts tomorrow
3: afternoon from 2 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five. Now, I think we've got pictures of this incident. Have we, we, we put these on the Facebook page? Yeah, you go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You will see the most incredible pictures. The most incredible pictures. A Hertfordshire family have been left to, uh, to live with a car in their house. And when I say in their house, I mean in their kitchen. Josie and Tony Poole came home from their holiday to find their neighbour had had, um, well... Josie, it, it, uh, tell us exactly what happened.
16: Um, well, we came home to find that the lady over the road's car was sitting in the front of our kitchen.
3: Flipping heck. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures now. It's incredible. Where had you been on holiday? We went to Fuerventura. Oh, lovely. How long have you been there for? It was just a week. OK, so you went there for a week. Lovely, relaxing, fantastic week. <laughs> and then, you, what, you come home, you pull up in the car, you pull up in the taxi.
16: Oh, well, no, we, we were told about it. Oh, we OK. Did, we did know.
3: So did you, you got a phone call on holiday, did you? Yes, we did. And what was your reaction?
16: Uh, um, I think Stunned. You you laugh, you think it's funny.
3: Yeah, you you have to laugh, don't you, at something like this? Yeah, you do. When you came home and saw it, was it as bad as you thought, worse than you thought? My son had described it very well. Okay. Yeah. Let me try and describe it. So is is it, it looks like, uh, is it a bungalow, your house? It is. Okay. so it's a bungalow, and um, at the front, well, half of the property is is kind of uh, boarded up, and there is a red car... Uh, half of it, just under half of it, is backs up into the house. Yeah. And you can see in the kitchen, the kitchen's gone. There, are, You've got rods holding the ceiling up, uh, and, and the kitchen's pretty gone, isn't it?
16: Uh, everything's gone, yes. Yeah, um, the, because the car came in backwards and hit the back of the cooker, which was a large cooker, which has taken out half the sink, half... Well, it's taken out everything, which because it, it went through the gas main... Um, the water main. Oh dear! So. And your son Nick? He yeah. was at home when it happened. Uh, well, he came to he came to cat sit for me. Yes. So mm. they didn't have to go to a cattery. Yes. But they would ended up in a cattery anyway.
3: Oh, <laughs> and he was he must have got the shock. Was he in the house when it happened? He
16: yeah. He, he just walked into the lounge. He'd have been standing in front of the oh, cooker. Dear. Um, yeah, he's quite traumatized by it. I mean it. It was a very close thing. I think really.
3: He must, have been, he must have been terrified, as you would be. And also, what a noise that must have made.
16: He said it sounded like something,
3: a plane landing. How did it happen, Josie?
16: Well, I, I went over and saw the lady yesterday um, that lives over the road, and she just said she had actually got it in the garage. She said there's skid marks on the ground in the garage because she was putting it into just to park it in her garage, as she does often. Um, And the engine just started to rev and rev and rev. So she was putting it into park, but someone was telling me that as you put it into park, you have to go past drive or something,
27: yeah,
16: or or reverse. Reverse. And it just shot backwards. And her husband that was standing in the front garden, because she'd just come home, um, and he said it was just split seconds. One minute, he was just waiting for her to get out of the car, and the next minute, she was backed up into our kitchen
3: she must have been going at some speed
16: it it must have done yeah I don't think any of us can and she is very traumatised I mean I don't think she well she can't can't work it out you angry with her Josie no
3: no that's very noble of you
16: you you can't can you I suppose it's, it's just an accident
3: so are you, are you are you able to live in the house, or have you had to, to kind of move out?
16: Um, they did offer us accommodation, but we have decided we'd rather stay here.
3: Okay. Is it safe to stay there? With you've got those the, those rods holding it's up the just, kitchen. It's
16: just that bit.
3: Right. Okay. Okay. So
16: if we if we stay away from that bit, um, and we sort of set ourselves a kitchen up in the conservatory at the back. Okay. It's a bit like living in a goldfish bowl, but.
3: And what happens next? Uh, have you got insurance companies arguing over who's responsible? No,
16: nobody's arguing. Um, right. We've had an assessor out. He's been, and he came yesterday. Um, the only thing is it takes it takes a while because of getting all the plans done. The, a man's, uh, the, uh, Someone's got to do the plans to say show whether it's safe when we, they take the car out. Oh,
3: right, okay, yeah. there's
16: no beams in those parts of the walls. Yeah. Um, it's all got to be shored up. So they can't do anything to get this car out until they've got plans they, drawn
3: up. Have they given you any, any time frame for this?
16: Um, well, hopefully the car will disappear within the next few days. Right. I hope so, because then we can board the house completely up.
3: But... Well, Josie, listen, hopefully it'll get sorted out soon. And then you've got a cracking story for the kids and the grandkids at some point. Yeah, well, they've all had to come and have a good look. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 have you got grandkids? <laughs>
16: yeah, I've got four. How, how old are they? Um... Two at 14, um, one at five, bet and they've... a six-month-old.
3: I bet they've loved this, haven't they?
16: Um, my youngest grandson yesterday... Took photos to show and tell at school. He was so excited.
3: Oh, I know how important show and tell is to the kids. And if they've got something that's not, you know, the normal, then they are kings for the day. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Well, there's 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 some small positive has come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Josie, lovely to talk to you. I wish you the best of luck sorting it all out. Thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. If you want to go and look at the pictures, incredible. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Now, where uh, we've been talking about this uh, this morning. Members of the Labour Party in Luton are being accused of rigging the way that councillors are uh, are chosen. It's being claimed, and we'll talk about this more after 8. It's being claimed that people are being signed up as Labour Party members who shouldn't. Children, people who don't live in the town and people who don't even know they've been signed up. Paul's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Paul. Good morning, Ian. What would you like to say, Paul?
18: Well, Ian, I'm surprised your phone lines haven't been red hot because... Anyone that values democracy must be concerned what's happening in Luton.
3: Tell me why it concerns you, Paul.
18: Why? Well, I believe in democracy. I believe in, you know, one man, one vote. Um, But that vote must be placed fair, must be done fairly. We've heard over the recent years about uh, postal voting, um, problems in areas like Birmingham and in the north, um, and it mainly centers all around the ethnic population um, and it 's I think this is a classic case of um the uh, you know of the Labour Party uh, inflicting uh, you know self-inflicting
3: wounds. Now, this is these are all allegations at the moment, and we will we'll be taking small guests after this. Yes. But if this is true, Paul, yeah, uh, you think this this really gets to the heart of of the democratic process?
18: Absolutely, Ian. Absolutely. I mean, it makes a farce. Those of us that turn out, year, you know, every time there's election, no matter what type of election, uh, that you know, places of vote, what. <laughs> We, you begin to wonder, well, what's the purpose of voting? Paul, are you a
3: member of a political party? No.
18: You're just a concerned uh, uh, Absolutely. A citizen. Absolutely. And, as I say, um, and I, I mean, I don't want to bring party or politics into it as, much, as so much, uh, Ian, but it's ironic, really, that it was admitted by a senior member of the Labour Party that they um, <laughs> opened the door to immigration, because in the hope, uh, one of the hopes, of, uh, apart from cheap Labour, but one of the yes. wishes being that they... Uh, I'm not quite sure the, what immigration has to do but with this, they, Well, all. because they felt that more uh, that immigrants were more likely to vote Labour than for any other party.
3: OK, I, th- I think we're going off on a slight tangent
5: uh, there. I should say as well, Ian... Um, that Paul Scoyne's the, political reporter yes, joining in the studio. Sorry, the, the uh, allegations from some of the... Uh, people including uh the councillor Yakub hussein uh, hanif sorry that we we spoke to earlier on um then actually this isn't you know cons- constrained to the labor party this is a problem that all parties
3: well think. this is the thing and i think that the, the, i mean we're talking about the labor party at the moment but i would be very surprised if this is happening in, in the labor party in one place i'd be very surprised if this wasn't happening for other parties in other areas if it, it, it would seem that that that's
5: probably yes pretty I mean, obvious i understand that there are at least 20 other areas in the country which have been you know put into special measures as we spoke to just by labor alone but as uh, as Yokoob said uh, to me in, uh, in in conversations we had before this morning that he understands that this is a problem not just for the Labour but for the Lib Dems, the Conservatives to a certain degree as well. So actually you know there is a, a, a perhaps a need if these allegations are proven that um, you know parties might have to look a bit more closely at how they Structure their membership, how they select their candidates. Well, we'll be speaking uh, to Gavin Shuka and Kelvin
3: Hopkins uh, just after eight o'clock. Paul, thank you very much for that. And if you want to, I mean, the, the, Paul said, "I'm surprised your phone lines aren't hot, red hot." It's the only call we've had on it. I guess, it, I guess, Paul, it's one of those things that that people kind of think, "Oh, well, it doesn't affect me," but it does, doesn't it? If well, we broaden it out,
5: ultimately, these are the people you are voting for. So, how they're selected is important to mm. a certain degree. Mm. And now, the Labour Party have said that they are. Com- Happy that their selection process is fair, and that they say any other suggestion otherwise is is wrong now that 's certainly at odds with what other senior people in the party are saying to us, so it does seem to be uh, certainly questionable, and certainly that the, the, the it warrants a further look at it but absolutely i mean ultimately these are the people you end up voting for at the ballot at the ballot box in your council elections and and what we 've been told this morning is that ultimately this potentially impacts on your general elections as well. Oh, thank you. More of that coming up
3: just after 8 o'clock. 08459 455555 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. Travel news for
8: beds, cards, and bugs.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello. In High Wycombe, Knaves Beach Way is partly blocked because of an accident just at the A40 London Road. It's on the roundabout there. Major road works on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A, Kidneywood Roundabout, and Junction 10, Luton Airport Spur Road. That'll affect you if you're travelling to or from Luton Airport this morning. And the Exchange Road in Watford is busy at the moment, just around Beech and Grove. Also queuing at Boreham Wood on the A1 southbound between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Kate.
3: Right, more in the last hour of the show, including the ridiculous front page of The Sun. Really, is that the best they can do? And also more of this uh, alleged uh, goings-on in Luton. 08459 four double five five double five.
10: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
3: This is BBC
8: Three Counties Radio.
0: 8 o'clock, the headlines. Labour Party accused of vote rigging. Bedford made safer and the cost of living goes up. BBC Three Counties Radio. A Labour councillor says vote rigging has been going on for years in his party in Luton. Some members are being accused of signing up friends who will then vote them back in. Well, Yaku Banif is a Labour councillor for the Round Green Ward in the town. He's seen this happening. He says the democratic process is non-existent and says it's been made difficult to identify.
1: Memberships of the Labour Party are handled at a national level. So you join, your membership is registered in London and then it's passed down locally, whereas before, memberships used to be handled and dealt with purely on a local basis so you could um, manage that.
0: However, we've heard from the Labour Party in the East who say they're satisfied its selections are being carried out properly and that any suggestions otherwise are wrong. Meanwhile, measures have been put in place to put people's minds at rest in Bedford following the fatal stabbing last weekend. A group of locals met police bosses last night asking for an increased presence, especially in Midland Road. Chief Inspector Julian Frost, who was at that meeting, says improvements have already been made.
15: We have got extra police officers on this weekend and my PCSO team are spending a lot of their extra time. But actually, uh, in the Midland Road and Town Centre areas, I've just bought a uh, PC in um, to work alongside my PCSO team.
0: And we'll have more on this story with Ian Lee here on BBC Three Counties Radio coming up in the next hour. Now, police say they need the public's help following two deaths on the M1 in Hertfordshire. A driver was killed between junctions 5 and 6 yesterday morning after stopping his vehicle to help a man who'd fallen from a bridge. PC Rupert Gadd says they need other drivers to come forward.
1: We'd be happy to talk to anybody that uh, may have seen something either before, during or after the incident, uh, however small the um, details are.
0: An economic think tank says living standards are still dramatically down on what they were before the financial crisis started in 2008. The Institute for Fiscal Studies found all households had seen their income squeezed because of a decline in real earnings, but poorer families had been hit hardest by rising prices. So a family from Royston are now living in a partially demolished house after a neighbour reversed her car into their newly built kitchen. Josie and Tony Paul from Garden Close were on holiday at the time in the Canary Islands when they actually heard what had happened. Josie says it could have been much worse though.
16: And we spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Mm. That's why it was done the way it was, so that it was you mm. could all spend time in it. I mean there's I don't think there's anything that's salvageable at all. Okay.
0: Moving on to sport, and Watford let a first-half goal slip to lose 4-2 against Nottingham Forest last night. Gabrielle and Jenna Brace look to have given the Hornets all three points at half-time, but then four goals came blasting in from Forest. Weather then it's going to be dry, some bright spells around as well, temperatures topping 8 degrees Celsius. Get the latest news and sports online at bbc.co.uk slash counties
3: That was good, Serena.
0: Oh, we have to do this again, don't we? OK. Oh, I don't know. I think I can do better.
3: Really? How on earth could you top such a quality bulletin?
0: Well, I can do accents, apparently. Other than this one, which I think is supposed to be Yorkshire, how about if I do the weather in, let's say, Dutch?
3: Oh, I suspect that might be inappropriate and a little offensive, but go on then.
0: Super! And this is where I read the weather. We start the day brightly. No, that's Irish, isn't it, Ma? We got the windy doppelganger, yeah, temperatures 8 degrees. Does that sound a bit duchess?
3: Wowzers, wowzers. In your face, BBC Radio Northampton, huh? We're coming, after the show, we're coming for you. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about in the last hour of the show, including accusations of uh, vote rigging in Luton, attempts at reassurance in Bedford and we'll find out exactly what Justin Dealy has been uh, out and about doing this morning. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR uh, If you want to send me a text 81333, start your text 3CR or give me a call 08459 455555
8: Across
10: beds, hearts and bucks
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
3: Now... Members of the Labour Party in Luton are being accused of rigging the way that councillors are chosen. It's being claimed that people are being signed up as Labour Party members who shouldn't, including children, people who don't live in the town, and some even being signed up to the party without their knowledge. Well, the accusations have come to light after long-serving councillor Robin Harris was voted out of his council seat After 20 years in the job, earlier on, Councillor Yakub Hanif told me that people alleged to be doing this aren't doing it for the good of the party.
1: Well, the benefit or the motivation behind this is it's uh, power, prestige uh, and a position of authority to influence decisions, uh, you know, locally. And then some people uh, try to, you know, use this as a way to influence in parliamentary selections as well you will see at the annual general meeting where the you know the chair and all that you will have 70 or 80 people turn up a few weeks down the line only a dozen people turn up so that's so you know it, it's not serving us uh, properly
3: well the two labor mps for Luton join me in the studio now we've got gavin Shuker, Luton south kelvin hopkins Luton north
14: thank you very much for coming in uh, this morning Gavin, let's start with you what, what is it that's alleged to be happening well the concern here is that Individuals are signing up uh, friends, family and otherwise in order to control the outcomes of selections at a ward level. Um, uh, but of course, at a ward level, that's kind of the, the level at which you have your local councillors. It's not just who gets selected as local councillors that's affected, has a knock-on further up into the party and can even uh, work to challenge the democratic processes that are going on at a constituency level and at a town level as well. So
3: there will be people listening, going, "Oh, this doesn't affect me," but actually, it, it, it
14: does, doesn't it? This is significant. Well, the reality of politics in Luton in particular is that in many wards, uh, you know, we take nothing for granted, but they've had historically a series of Labour councillors. Um, So really what's going on in that process is you're selecting the people that are ultimately going to end up being your local councillor involved in local democracy at Mm. the council level and also uh, making major decisions about budgets and otherwise, which is why it's such a concern. Kelvin, who's benefiting from this? Well I suppose it's
19: the individuals concerned uh, and uh, I've always occupied uh, operated on a basis of democracy. I mean, I'm politics because I believe in certain things and uh, I stand on those beliefs and those principles and hope to be supported for that. But if people have got other motives, and then obviously it's, it's rather worrying, especially as we're supposed to be representing people. But this, is, of course, isn't a new phenomenon in the party. I mean, if you go back 40 years, Islington North, there was an MP who was elected because he signed up hundreds of his mates. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually my good friend Jeremy Corbyn beat him and became selected being a proper democratic mp and he's been the mp for the last 30 years so it's not a new phenomenon um and i personal view is that we've got to look at the party's rules to make sure we we, we clean up this thing <laughs> i was
3: going to ask is it illegal
19: or is it just immoral well it's certainly not illegal i mean if it was illegal obviously uh, you know there could be uh, the law could be called in i just think it's it's taking advantage of a rather lax party rules uh, and I would want to see uh, much tighter rules, so that we make sure that the party selections are really democratic, uh, and we get the best candidate for for the local people, as well as as well as a good representative of the party.
3: Kevin, how has,
14: has this affected you personally? You came close to losing your selection, didn't you? Yeah, in um, uh, the most recent trigger ballot process, it's whereby local party members try and decide um, who they want to be their candidate next time round. It's like different if you're a sitting MP. Uh, I lost three out of my seven branches, and I could have told you those three that I was going to lose probably a year or two years out, just purely by looking at the membership list. Mm. What you're seeing in some of those wards is people specifically being signed up with the motivation of uh, affecting the outcome of selections including my own, and, and actually, within that, you know, some incredible abuses, such as 14 people being signed up in one single day in one single ward. Across three wards in my seat uh, across the town, uh, there have been 17 of these occurrences where you've had more than four people signed up in a day, which is highly unusual activity Mm. and a reason why the local officers have been trying to take action.
3: The the reason I ask about that is because some people might might, um, sense a a self-interest, a personal interest in you speaking
14: out about this because you have been personally affected. Well I think it's right for people to speak out where they see wrongdoing and it's um, I have to say you know I I was selected in 2010 my first job in politics uh, and seeing what's happened since that point you know essentially membership in my own party in that period of time has probably about doubled Mm. to give you an idea of the scale of it. There's been one ward uh, in the town where the membership has gone up to say 500 people and that's bigger than most constituency parties on their own. So this is a really extreme Mm. version of the thing that kelvin's talking about and it's right to speak out about it kelvin have you spoken to the national party about this
19: i'm planning now to write to the general secretary because i've long thought that the rules are too too lax mm. and i'm going to write to the general secretary one simple thing i think we could do is that people should i mean being a member of the party is a privilege and a responsibility and it shouldn't be taken lightly if we if somebody had to be a member for say four years before they were allowed to participate either as a candidate or or as a voter in selecting candidates, I think
14: that would be a step forward. But there are other thoughts I have too. We'll come to the second. Gavin, have you spoken to the party about this? Yeah, I've I've raised this to pretty much every single level. What do they say? Well, I think the party this morning have have said something that's actually factually... Factually correct. Shall I read the statement? This is
3: We we did ask senior leadership of of the party in Luton. They've declined to come on. Uh, But an east of England Labour Party spokesperson said, The Labour Party is determined to ensure that every Labour candidate is selected in an open, transparent and fair way. We are satisfied
14: that all our selections are being carried out properly and any suggestions otherwise are wrong. Well, this is the point, isn't it? You can say the selections are being carried out properly. But before you even got to that selection point, the membership has been packed to the point whereby you can predict the outcome. It's a bit like a football match where someone's tipped the pitch through thirty degrees. Uh, you go out and play it, and the referee says that he's running by the rules, but the other team gets hundred goals. Mm. You've got to look at the outcomes as well as uh, what's going on in the process.
3: So, Kelvin, what uh, what suggestions would you have to, to improve
19: this? Well, I, as I say, I mean longer term membership. I think is one. If if individuals, when they join the party, had to bring their application form and their subscription along to a, a constituency party officer and sign up individually as a, as a person um, with uh, evidence that they could, should pay the lower rate of, 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 uh, of membership subscription, for example. So if they were a pensioner or unemployed, they had to show evidence of that so that they could pay the lower, lower subscription rate. Um, all sorts of minor things that look very minor mm. but would make a real difference in the long run, I think. And the party is absolutely right, of course, no rules have been broken. Right. It's the rules that are wrong,
14: my view. Gavin, do you worry that people will lose faith in the party and in politics in general? I do, uh, and I speak as someone that took on a very difficult job from my predecessor, who was, of course, caught up in the expenses scandal, real lack of trust in politics. Mm. And what I've tried to do in the last four years is try and restore something of that locally. The point is we've got to... Actually, through doing that, we've got to this point where membership-sacking has really got out of control, and so it's right to speak out about it. My concern would be that people will look at us as a party and say you've learnt none of the lessons of what had happened before, you've not listened to the right people who have been raising this at every single level of the party and they'll look to punish us for it and Mm. if they do do that I'll understand it. Paul Scoring's political reporter, joins us now.
3: Paul, we've had some texts in. Uh, First one, Jake Harris. Sounds like the local politicians are trying hard to be honest and get their house in order. There you go. It's a good one. The big wigs in the party are worried about creating a bad impression, but it seems to me they're creating the bad impression by trying to shut it down. Makes me so mad. And, uh, Paul, this is one for you. This is from Steve. I think it's time for open primaries. I've been impressed with the Tory MP who was selected
5: this way. How exactly would that work? Well, that's interesting because that happened recently in Cambridgeshire and there was some slight controversy over that as well, where the uh, party threw the sort of selection process open a bit more widely a candidate was selected and then it transpired that the candidate who was selected didn't get as many votes as the other candidate who was actually from St Albans um and they had another meeting about it and uh, and then decided that actually they should go with what was originally decided. So there are problems that way as well. That's a far more Amer- American model, I, I understand, as well, of how people are selected. Gavin, what would you like to see done? What do you want the Labour Party to do? Well, we're going through a series of
14: local selections at the moment for who will get to be uh, uh, candidates and then councillors in 2015. Same day, actually, we go to the general election mm. um, uh, to be uh, elected, hopefully. Um, I think what we need to do is put additional scrutiny on that process. You know, we have a series of selections coming up. There is the opportunity in wards that have been stacked for those people to turn out their people and to try and influence the outcome. Now, my Mm. call is pretty straightforward. Don't do that. Don't do that. They're not going to listen to that, though, are they? they? If they're determined... I suspect you're probably right. Yeah, And um, in the process, if that happens, we'll lose some very good local councillors and we'll end up in a situation where you've got some people that are there purely because they went out and signed up people. Uh, that is a major concern. That's, that, that's a pretty bleak outlook, if that's the case. And there's nothing that can be done to stop it. Well, what... Sorry,
19: I just have to say, I mean, the majority of the candidates chosen in the town, uh, you know, are, are fine people. There's not sure. a problem there. Most of the boards have done it to select their candidates yes. in, in a very sensible way. But we're talking about minority of areas. But I have to, can I just say about open primaries, I think that would just exacerbate the problem. I don't think open primaries are the way forward. What we want to have is parties that represent slightly different philosophies, so that we can say these are people who represent the Labour philosophy, those are the represent the Conservative, Liberal Democrat, whatever. If you have open primaries you could finish up with a mishmash of candidates who are all essentially very local, but not saying very much different things from each other. So, I mean, I I think the parties should choose people who stand up for the principles that the party has historically adhered to.
3: It's a fascinating story. We should be following this. as interesting, uh, Kelvin, I hope you don't mind me mentioning, but you, you've broken your foot. Is that
19: correct? Well, it's, it's, the lower, it's the fibula in my leg. Actually, you've come the the in lowering, with a cast. Yes.
3: You've come in with the most amazing <laughs> contraption. I, honestly, I've never seen what, what is
19: it? It's, it's called a knee trolley, and it's the most brilliant invention I've ever seen. Quite you, frankly. You,
3: basically, you rest your knee on it and yes, kind of uh, wheel yourself along. Yeah, it's
19: like, like a mini shopping trolley going backwards, I've, and you uh, hold <laughs> a handle with one hand, and you can hold your cup of tea or even your glass of wine in the other. Equipment. Oh, I see. I've never seen anything like it. It's, I, I appreciate you coming
3: in <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with your equipment and everything uh, Kelvin Hopkins Luton North Gavin Shuker, Luton South both two Labour and Peace thank you very much indeed for your time 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call it's 815 BBC Three Counties Radio let's get the latest travel news Travel news for beds,
8: hearts and bugs.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. In High Wycombe, Knaves Beach Way is partly blocked because of an accident uh, involving a car and a moped just on the roundabout there at the A40 London Road. It's looking slow on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and Junction 15 for the M4. Just looking on the sensors to find that information out for you. And there are also major roadworks on the M1 Luton spur in both directions between Junction 10A, Kidneywood Roundabout, and Junction 10, Luton Airport, Spur Road. Also queues just at Boreham Wood on the A1 southbound uh, between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate, thank you very much.
3: 8.16, it's Friday the 31st of January. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Labour councillor says vote rigging has been going on for years in his party in Luton. Extra police are now working in Bedford following the fatal stabbing last weekend. Add on football transfer deadline day. Fernando and another gentleman who I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name may be on their way to Manchester City for a combined fee of £50 million. BBC
10: Three Counties Radio. Today from midday, it's
19: all about the
5: food. It's like a disco on your tongue there. It's fantastic.
10: <laughs> Local chef showcasing simple, straightforward dishes you can try at home. Well, it's a dish which has been around
18: since the 18th century.
16: I can imagine it hot with ice cream and almost put in an ice cream. That'd be nice. This
18: is a thick, heavy, lovely, cloying, comfort food of a dessert.
16: All mixed
10: in with amazing stories and great music.
5: I'll tell you what, that takes me back to my childhood, the pudding. Hmm. That just transported me back to being a kid. <laughs>
10: Coffers Weekend Kitchen. Saturdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties
3: Radio. Well, I'm glad you like this shirt today. Where are your shoes? Take my shoes off. They're new shoes and they hurt a bit. I can see they're new, aren't they? Now, listen, they've they've created real debate amongst the office uh,
24: staff what those shoes. Yes. I can see what. Can I see them up close? Can I um You certainly can. Could you I'm I'm quite a lover of good quality shoes. I went shopping for some
3: clothes oh. with sorry Well, I've looked at the sole, first of all. They've had a new sole fitted because they were smooth and I needed them for a shiny television studio. Right. So I had to have a new sole with grip fitted. Yes. I went shopping with a young lad. 26-year-old man called Lucas. Right. Yes. He took me shopping for some clothes. Why why would you do this with a 26-year-old? Why not? It was for a TV show, and it was like the old days. They took me out and they bought me clothes. Lucas, my yeah. stylist, took me out. Now, <laughs> stylist. I said, Lucas, yeah. right. I am 40. I will not dress any younger than 36. Mm. I think he dressed me a little bit younger than 36. The, the clo- Catherine hates the clothes.
4: Um, I think I could have done a better job, frankly. Okay. But the <laughs> shoes... put him in a skinny... Well, Jonathan, imagine this. A skinny fit jumper...
3: It, well, it, he and offered those me...
4: awful shoes, he offered...
3: like a Mr. Man threw up. He offered me a girdle. He offered me a girdle. I didn't wear the girdle. What, what do you think about the shoes? They're, they're well, tritone brogues.
24: Yes, they, they are. Now, you see, I I know you've been talking quite a lot about Northamptonshire. Yes, we, we're coming to take you today, Northamptonshire. Uh, Northamptonshire is the... It is the home of good quality shoes. Yep. They make the best shoes in the world in Northamptonshire. I look forward to, to that when I'm king. And the... They make good quality versions of these. Oh, you rude. No. You cheeky. If you were to go to churches, Chinese, oh, any of those makers, they would make a very good quality, classier looking version mean? of that shoe. Oh,
6: how rude.
24: Jim
3: Davidson told me he liked these shoes. Well, say no more. He's obviously still being nice. Yeah, you can go away. <laughs> you, you can go away as well. Do you want to do this or not?
24: Are you offended?
3: Should I turn your microphone back on? Yeah, of Quickly and go.
24: Offended? Quickly and go. Coming up on the big phone in this morning. A bit awkward on this morning's big phone in. Would you advise today's teenagers to go to university? The number of people applying to go to university has increased by 4% since last year. 580,000 people have applied to start courses this September as compared with 559,000 in 2013. In total, 35% of 18-year-olds in England have now applied to go to university. But of course, it's costing more than ever before. So from nine this morning, I want your views on this. Would you advise today's teenagers to go to university? Oh eight four five nine 455 555 and
3: your shoes are horrible
10: beds, hearts and butts I'll ask Ollie Martin,
3: it's a man of taste
4: BBC Three Counties Radio
3: How rude I mean seriously And Catherine, you're no better Really, I'm just
4: being honest, I'm saying it as a friend They're horrible
3: Do you like these ones better?
4: Uh, That's not really the answer is it, come on
3: Thank you, Catherine. 08459 455. 555 is the telephone number, if you wish to give us a call. It's one of those shows. It's got fiery, it's got feisty today, as it often happens. Deary, deary me. Never mind. Ah, here comes my next guest. Kelly, if you give me that, then I'll start the proceedings. Thank you very much indeed. Morning. Uh, now last night the police and crime commissioner for Bedfordshire, Ollie Martins, attended the Midland Road Residents Association meeting to talk through concerns on safety. Well, early in the week people living around Midland Road told this program the area had become a no-go. The ill feeling increased after the fatal stabbing of teenager Isaac Stone last weekend. Well, Ollie Martins is just joining the studio now to talk us through some of the concerns. Morning, Ollie. Morning. Uh, I, I, I want to start by playing a little bit of audio. Here's what's some of the residents around Midland Road uh, area told our reporter, Tony Fisher, following the murder at the weekend. Have a listen to this.
14: I'll tell you what, I've been stabbed three years ago, you know. My friend's been dying here on this road, yeah. Three years ago, he's been stabbed, same, to death, yeah. On, on, on go- Midland Road? Yeah, Midland Road, yeah. Three few years ago, yeah. So, this road, I don't know why, always is someone dying on this road, I don't know what's going on.
15: You know, it's crazy, you yeah? know. Anything that could be done about Midland Road? More policing. There don't seem to be any police about anymore like there used to be. I think that has a big effect on the area. I'm sure if there were police about, a lot of this wouldn't happen. But it's one of of these areas, it's one of these places. It's always been suspect to sort of crimes and things like that, so...
14: Are you happy with your daughter living just off this road?
16: No. But it's just got worse. I'm terrified to walk anywhere, you know, when it gets dark. It frightens me sometimes, I must admit, walking down here. I don't know, it's just the way this road is. It's always been like that. How can you change something that's
3: always been the same? Ollie Martins, what what, what do you make of those uh, statements?
20: Well, I think something like, uh, you know, a murder happening on a a busy street in Bedford Um, is clearly uh, a very shocking incident uh, and it's clearly going to heighten people's fear of crime. Um, But, you know, I think it's clear from the meeting last night that actually you've got quite a a resilient community there. Um, And yes, you know, they want that they're they're concerned about uh, about changes that they're seeing in the community and they want to see a high level of policing. Uh, And, you know, that's what I'm working hard to try and deliver.
3: So, was it? What were the main concerns last night? Obviously, they want to see more police officers. That seems to be a standard pretty much everywhere. What yeah. other concerns were raised? Um, well,
20: it's. Um, I mean, they It's a like a, a central area of, of Bedford, um, and you know they do. It's clear that they do suffer from um, really problems that come into the area. Is is what they were describing um and you know that's why uh policing
3: is is important to them Um, what what can you do to tackle these problems and make the the residents feel safer
20: i you know what i what i've been working on since i was elected is making the force more visible you know so i am pleased that now we're able to recruit uh 80 police officers that will go into frontline roles um that has enabled us to review the role of our pcsos um so they're we're going to give them a, a more community focused role which is what I think they're best suited for. Um, we're also going to adjust their shifts so that they're um, working more of their hours at times when they will be visible uh, and then on top of that we're also doubling the size of the special constabulary um, who are volunteer police officers but they've got the same powers uniform and equipment as their as their regular counterparts and I think you know as you well know uh, our financial circumstances are quite challenging but that's I do it, it's an understatement, I think, isn't it? <laughs> I do think that, that these um, initiatives will make the force more visible. And, you know, you may also know that we've got the, um, the £8 million that we're sharing with Hertfordshire and Cambridgeshire Police uh, that's going to support our investment in information technology. And again, this is about um, helping officers spend more time out in the community instead of having to go back to the station to... Uh, complete paperwork on,
3: a, on a, com- a desktop computer and so on. Does visibility actually affect the amount of crime committed or does it just make people feel better? I think
20: it improves people's confidence in the police which then improves their capacity to fight crime because if people have got confidence in the police they'll work with the police to tackle the issues that the, that they see. So you know People, the public, are the best crime-fighting tool that the police have got. Um, so, you know, we want to equi- equip, another thing that I'm working on is equipping the public to be the eyes and ears of the force, you know, whether it's signing up to, be, uh, to ringmaster the force's community messaging service, uh, whether it's becoming involved in local neighbourhood watch schemes, um, or whether it's going the whole hog and becoming a special constable. You know, these are all ways of,
3: um, of the public being involved in policing. And this meeting last night, I mean, there was the, the tragic murder at the weekend, but this meeting had been arranged before that murder? Is that the kind of thing that you're doing? You're you're having these public meetings with various groups or is is, is Midland Road a a special No, I mean I spend
20: spend a lot of my uh, evenings going to meetings and talking to people and also hearing their concerns. You know, that's why I know that the major concern for the public in Bedfordshire, and I suspect more widely, Mm. um, is police visibility.
3: We spoke earlier on to, let me get his name right, Chief Inspector Julian Frost of Bedfordshire Police who said that they uh, they had uh, managed to uh, uh, get a, a police... Basically, a bobby on the beat. I can't remember her name. It was a young lady. Karen. Karen that was it, yes, who will be uh, kind of responsible for Midland Road and other areas. Uh, and the, the gentleman from the Residence Association thought that was a cracking idea, kind of having that old-fashioned concept of a local bobby. It's one person. You know who they are. You can go up and talk to them. You can point... At, you know, it, it, that, that would make a big difference, wouldn't it, I think, too? Well, we still have... Uh We still have a network
20: across the county of local policing teams that are staffed by um, PCSOs supported by a sergeant with an inspector above them. So each area does have its own dedicated officers. Um, There are some communities where we're trialling putting um, a police officer back into that team um, because of the support that uh, that officer can give the PCSOs with their warranted powers. Um, but, you know, our, going back to the financial predicament that we've got We're not, we're not in a position where we can do that um, across the piece So mm. it's something that we're trialling in, in certain areas
3: well, the, the important question everyone's left what, what do you think of my shoes? <laughs> they, they've, they've come in for a lot of flack from the team I mean, what do you think? Uh, um, well, if I show you mine, OK There um, you go, look I, I probably wouldn't wear those oh, This is very out- outrageous for me as well So what you're saying is you don't like them Um, I wouldn't wear them. They probably wouldn't go with my suit. I'd like to say it's been a pleasure to talk to you this morning, Ollie, but uh, that would be uh, be great. Thank you very much for coming in. Nice to see you. It's uh, Ollie Martins. Uh, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you wanted to give us a call. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Oh, look, Noreen says, Ian, I saw your shoes while you are on the telly. Your shoes are very classy. I was impressed. Thank you, Noreen. Someone with some taste. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, we're just getting word that the M1 heading north is partly blocked by an accident involving a lorry. Uh, That's just before, uh, sorry, between Junction 7 Hemel Hempstead and Junction 9 Redbourne. Thanks to John for ringing in to tell us that. Major roadworks on the M1 as well, Luton Spur between... Uh, in both directions between Junction 10A, Kidneywood Roundabout, and Junction 10, Luton Airport, Spur Road. That'll affect you if you're travelling to the airport this morning. And also, in, just by Boreham Wood, the A1 has queues southbound between Holiday Inn and Sterling Corner. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. On the uh, subject
3: of the car that drove into the house, Andy on uh, Twitter has said something quite pertinent. I bet it was an automatic. It was an automatic. He says drivers have a brain freeze when it goes wrong and stamp on the accelerator rather than the brake. Now, now, I've driven an automatic, and you do, if you're not used to it, you have a little panic, and I've stabbed the wrong the wrong pedal on the floor. Interesting stuff, Andy. Thank you very much. It's coming up to 8:30. Let's get the latest news and sport with Serena Farrow. Across beds,
8: hearts and bugs.
10: This is BBC's Three Counties Radio.
0: The councillor says vote rigging's been going on for years in his party in Luton. Some members are being accused of signing up friends who'll then vote them back in. Meanwhile, as we've been hearing there, police presence is now being heightened in Bedford's Midland Road a week after someone was stabbed. A group of locals met police bosses last night asking for an increased presence. Amanda Knox says she's frightened and saddened by the decision of Italian judges to overturn her acquittal for the murder of the British student Meredith Kircher. And locally, police say they need public's help following two deaths on the M1 in Hertfordshire. A driver was killed between junctions 5 and 6 yesterday morning after stopping his vehicle to help a man who'd fallen from a bridge. That's the news. Now let's move on to all the morning sport.
8: Three County Sports.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. Bad news for Watford fans—they lost four-two at the City Ground against Nottingham Forest last night. A Gabrielle Angela Brace looked to have given the Hornets the lead, but then four. Goals came banging in in the second half. Ex-Watford player Nick Wright, who was part of our commentary team, thought the Hornets were poor towards the latter end.
18: When they were 2-0 up, you were never really comfortable. We never thought, oh, we'll close this game. And I think a quality team who know their formation, know how each other play, would close the game out. You'd be comfortable that 2-0 up is a win. With Watford, you, you just don't feel that at the moment. You feel that there's always a chance for the opposition. And as soon as they start to put in a, a bit of pressure, the shape goes.
0: Wickham Wanderers are hoping to stay in the Football League. Chairboys are just two places and three points above the League 2 relegation zone. That's ahead of their trip tomorrow at Bury. On football transfer deadline day then, Fernando and Eliquium Mangala may be on their way to Manchester City for a combined fee of £50 million. Elsewhere, Chelsea are looking to bring in teenage midfielder Kurt Zouma for £12 million. Cricket then and women. England have lost their second 2020 game against Australia in the Ashes by seven weeks Kits this morning, though they've already won the series. Meanwhile, England's men play again shortly. They need to win to keep their game alive. Rugby, and of course, it's the beginning this weekend when England will play France. It's on Saturday. That's in the 2014 Six Nations. And finally, Andy Murray will play the opening game of Britain's Davis Cup. He'll take on Donald Young. and do you know, though, that that tournament's being played inside a baseball stadium? Ian Lee. What? Did you know that? What? Being played inside a baseball stadium. I'm typing
3: an update on Facebook. What what are you talking about?
0: Andy Murray. Tennis. Tennis normally played on courts, isn't
3: it? I haven't got a script for this. Hang on.
0: Doesn't matter. Anyway, that's it from me, BBC Three Counties Radio. You'll be hearing more at nine. I was just, you know, it's a bit of general knowledge, isn't it? It's a tidbit for you.
3: Very, very dangerous to throw to me whilst um, you're doing the news because the assumption yeah. is I'm listening. And I'm, 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 you
0: never listen to I'm, me. I'm,
3: I'm, I'm p- posting a, a, a status update on the uh, a, a music page I run on, on Facebook about how I'm going to be in the states in March and uh, I want to f- interview people about the, the monkeys. So um, there's
0: a slight connection. This is talking about America, baseball stadium. That was good. You're ser- in the states. Do you see what I'm saying? That That's was good, Serena. Not bad. Not bad there. Thanks. I I like the link. It's seamless.
3: Really? How on earth could you top such a quality bulletin?
0: (laughs) We're not doing that again.
3: Oh, I suspect that might be inappropriate (laughs) and a little offensive. Go on, then.
0: Look, I'm sure people have heard that script a bit too long now, too many times. And my Dutch accent is not getting any better, unfortunately. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
19: This
8: is Ian Lee.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455. 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Peter's in warmer green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Peter, what have you got?
25: I just wanted to say the manipulation of uh, parties, basically, to, to gain advantage. I mean, I've got no faith in all the main parties anyway, but they all do it. They do it for political advantage so often... That you have to, you get blase about it really, and unless it's spoken up about, I mean, even the, even going back years where they sold off social housing, that was that was, millions, billions of pounds have been wasted by doing that and uh, we we we're in a situation now where where we 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 accept things where they socially manipulate that they if they're not doing it by putting people on the committees to de- to make sure people are not selected they do it by imposing the list that
3: they want rather Peter, than is part of the problem yeah that we have lost uh, interest we've lost passion in local politics as a, as a, a nation and so therefore th- these things are allowed to happen yeah I think we've lost standards in our life actually oh I really think we've lost
25: standards, British standards actually I mean just a small point our troops over the years we've been thought of a great nation because of the atmosphere that our troops bring to countries Yes, that is disappearing and it's disappearing fairly
3: fast and why would you suggest that's disappearing? Because it's the troops disappearing are getting up to...
25: because the makeup of our troops is
3: yeah. much different. Okay, so you're you're kind of saying that uh, I I think that this is across the board. It's, it's in, the it's, character it's... of our country is changing. There we go. You see, Peter. Thank you very much indeed. The character, Paul Scorin's political reporter joins me, the character mm. of the country is, is, uh, is changing, and there may, may be something in that. But going back to the point I, I, I made, is this happening, these alleged incidents of, of, of rigging or have you, what's it called, vote stacking? Uh, branch stacking, membership packing. Okay. So if they, if they, this is happening, is it because that we don't have any interest in local politics as a nation, uh, that we, we're not active, that we're not getting involved, so therefore corruption is allowed to happen in all its many different forms?
5: Well, I need to check the figures on memberships of of all political parties. but From memory, I believe they're all down. I mean, you always hear about numbers Mm. uh, being low and that, uh, you know, parties funding. That's why there's always discussions about party funding for elections and whether or not parties should be centrally funded, whether or not we should fund them through the taxpayer even. Mm. Gosh, that's controversial. But um, actually, you, you, you know, there are different ways of doing it. We had a text earlier on looking at open primaries that would then throw the uh, selection of, of candidates open to the general public. And indeed, that's almost like having two elections, an election in the first instance to select who you're going to elect and then the election. Uh, we've, got, we've got a text here from David in Sandon Park.
3: Uh, corruption in politics—is that news? Mm-hmm. Old, I would say, since politics boils down to a popular-
5: popularity contest to see who is the grand poobah. Well, this indeed, and that speaks volumes, doesn't it, about the general cynicism that people have yeah. about sort of politicians of any persuasion. And indeed, you know, I think this is partly the the, the problem. Uh, not just to do with memberships, but also you've got, of course, you know, the low voter turnout at elections. People might say, "Well, you know, whoever I, whoever is up for election." The you know X party will always get in in this area, or you know. So, th- do you look at changing the system so that it encourages more independence mm. to come through? Again, are they you know at the same behest of other people? You you have to question whether or not there's anything that anybody can do in this really. But um, but certainly, what the MPs are saying this morning, what the other councillors are saying this morning, uh, despite what the, the party's official line is, I understand there will be investigations mm. into this, no matter what uh, what the officials statement says i think privately we're being told that there are um you know moves to at least start to investigate these uh, allegations and these aren't just allegations of membership and and various sort of uh, uh sort of branch irregularities alleged um but of bullying as well yeah. let's not forget that yeah. and that's something that was made by the uh, outgoing or the councillor who then dramatically resigned his seat uh, after falling foul he says of this particular practice so um it's indeed it looks like it. You know, Labour at the moment is in a little bit of turmoil in the in in the town of Luton, but uh, the allegations are that this is a problem not just confined to Luton. Something else places goes and lots over, of on elsewhere. Parties. Yeah. Uh, more, you can see
3: more about this on Look East tonight. Sunday politics on Sunday eleven. Uh, Finally, Paul, what do you think about my shoes?
5: Um. Yeah. Really. I, well, I like brogues, but. Oh. Two tone brogues? Three tone, tritone. Mm. There are three tones there. See, so I, I saw some of like that on eBay, and I'm just saying they were £35. That's a good price for some shoes, but they, 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 look, they look a little cheap. What, well, hang on a second. They'd look,
4: nice. They'd look nice and, well, not nice, fitting with a zoot suit.
3: Firstly, I don't think Office sell cheap shoes, uh, mm. they sell quality shoes.
5: You look like you should have spats with them. Yeah,
4: exactly. You
3: and know, you the, should
5: be doing the Charleston.
4: You know, in those old cartoons nothing. where Red Hot Riding Hood was there and the wolves were,
22: That's what he'd be wearing. I like them. I like the Thank way. You. I like to look at them. Yeah, they yeah. interest and excite me yeah. and take me back to the film Bugsy right. Malone.
5: Okay, good film. Good in film. a good way. I, I'll do a I'm all for it. That's a pair of brogues, Ian. Oh, it's,
3: it's a pair of school shoes. Get, I want Justin Dealey with some headphones on now. Justin, Justin Dealey,
22: can you go through to the studio now?
3: Come through. Come. He's Come in, hither. He's Hith- just
22: sitting there the looking list. at page three of
27: The
3: hither. Sun. Hither. Hither. Come hither. For because the news. For the i tell you why, thing. because you're an old man. Huh? Catherine, you're an old man. Oh. Kelly, you're a young girl and you're hip.
12: Thanks, mate. Justin
3: Dealey is hip. J-Dog, mm. have a look at these bad boys.
12: Yeah, I, I've shouted those from day one.
3: Here you go, you see. Fantastic.
12: I'm Absolutely getting comps from the
3: people yeah. who count. So, so far, the comps, the, the, the nays, Paul Scoins, uh, Catherine Boyle.
4: I'm a bit more of a classic dresser.
3: OK, the yays, Kelly Betts, Hello. BBC Introducing, um, Justin Dealey, J-Dog, mm-hmm. J-Dizzle.
12: Yeah.
3: A young uh, gentleman at the age of 26 called Lucas, who bought them for me. Yeah. And Jim Davidson. So, if someone buys your shoes... That's I'm not gonna have that conversation again. It's big time. Big
12: time. <sighs> Come on, Scointy, Keep trying. To be fair, my wife buys <laughs> my shoes, so buys uh, well, my see.
3: shoes for me so Okay, me. exactly. Jim Davidson likes these. Yeah. The mm. host of Big Break. Mm. Winner of celebrity, Big Brother. Mm.
4: He let John Virgo wear those waistcoats every week. Okay. What kind Just, of friend is that?
3: Justin, have you done anything today?
12: Yes, I have. You, you can speak into that well, one. Okay, there. okay. You're gonna be hearing a report very soon. Okay. On the front page of the Sun, asking people to pray for good weather. People yeah. very offended by this. Okay. Yes. Okay. Pastry girls in Why? What do you mean? Well, you I, I've been bouncing around the office. I, I've been working on, on projects that are top secret. Yeah, he has. Been mm, I have actually. Yes. Yeah.
3: Excuse me. <laughs> you know, Lynn's waiting to talk to you. Oh, blimey! Thank you. Sorry. Out, out. Go, go, go. Out. Okay. Thank you very much, Lynn, I do apologise. <laughs> Don't worry. I've enjoyed listening to you rabbiting on. Yeah, rabbiting on <laughs> is the correct the correct word. What, <laughs> what, well, well, Now, what can we do for you today?
28: Well, I was going to say I spoke to Kelly. Oh yeah. And I was on yesterday, saying about those poor people that are going to lose their homes, and yes. mentioning how cold I was with no heating.
3: Yes, you you, uh, yeah, you've hadn't, haven't had any heating for three years. No, like, this is my third winter. Blimey.
28: And then I got a phone call from Catherine yesterday. Oh, yeah. And apparently a company phoned in, which I spoke, who I spoke to yesterday. They're going to ring me this afternoon to give me um, the contact or get... Just to, They said I didn't want people just turning up who I didn't know. Yeah. And the guides from marketing called Darren from a company called Grant and Stone. Grant and Stone, that's it, yes. I think they're High Wycombe because it's 01494. They're High Wycombe, yep. Yeah. And he's calling me this afternoon to arrange for somebody to come round and have a look
3: at it for hey, me. Hey, fans, no, w- w- yes, we're aware of Grant and Stone because they um, uh, tweeted me and said, We heard Lynn's story. Is there anything we can do to help? And isn't I said, kind well, Isn't that kind? So, now listen, I've got to say, Lynn. Uh, I, they look like legitimate people. We've looked, we've checked them out. We've, we've, we, we, uh, we've looked at their bits and pieces, but we don't know a lot about them. So, uh, I don't know what they're going to come and do. I don't know what they're going to say. Don't give them any money until you've spoken to us. I don't know if they're going to ask for money or if they're going to come and do it for free. I've got no idea. But just
28: you know, just, all I'm saying there was is a slight suggestion they might be able to do it for free. This is because what I'm. It, this is what I'm what thinking. And I will get a quote or something before I hand over any money. Hey, this is so, it. I,
3: I, have the, I have the suspicion that they're going to come and do something for free. They're certainly going to come have a look for free. Uh, give us a call on Monday. And let, So when are they coming? Do you know?
28: I don't know. The guys, I've got to go to hospital this morning. Okay. So the guy's going to call me this afternoon, Darren from marketing, who is charming. Yeah. And then he's going to let me know what their plans are and when they're going to come. Well, listen. It, uh, uh, I wanted to uh, phone because I mainly wanted to think Thank Catherine for leaving me the voice message.
3: Catherine's pretending to be George Harrison at the moment, so... Oh, that's all (laughs) right. I like
28: George Harrison. I do as well. As long as she's pretending to be him when he was still with us, bless
3: her. Yes, yes, that would be... She's uh, not just laying on the table or anything she's looking like George Harrison from about
28: 1972, so it's... I just wanted to point out... as. All your listeners already know yeah. the actual power of your programme. Well, there you go. You see, and the power of your
3: station, really. There you go. L- Lynn has phoned up to say thank you for it. What was the? What was the is it Grant and Stone? Was that the that's name? That's right. Yes, of the name of the company. I well, hope it works out. Well, Lynn, listen. Let us know what they say. I say we we don't know them.
28: They seem like no, very I think nice people. It really kind of them to phone up and offer any help at all. They're really. going
3: to come and have a look. I would like to think that they might be doing it for free. Let us know though. Do give us a call before you agree to anything, and let us know. Okay.
28: Of course I will. And so I really just wanted to thank you all because obviously, I mean, I did say to this guy, because he listens to three counties all the time, and I did say to him, and he said, well, it's because we're a community, because we are the three counties, yep. there is a kind of community feel.
3: Going to be the four counties soon, Lynn. We're going to go and take over Northamptonshire. Are you in? Um, Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not indeed, Lynn? Listen, give us a a call next week. Let us know how that goes. But we did have... uh, We had lots of nice phone calls from people yesterday offering money and things like that. That wasn't appropriate. But then we got a tweet from uh, a building and and an engineer's and electrician's boilers company saying, we heard that. Is there anything we can do to help? We've put the two in touch. Let's see what happens. But, yes, correct, the three counties are soon going to become the four counties. Northamptonshire, we're coming for you. It'll be a brave new world. Oh, I can't take you... Oh, what have you... Ah. What have you done, Deals? Look at him! (laughs) He's He's experimenting with a new look. (laughs) He's he's wearing a mop-top wick, and he's playing the ukulele in a rather unique manner. That's my
4: daughter's ukulele. Will you stop putting it there?
3: (laughs) <laughs> he's holding it in the style similar to uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Page or, or Slash. He looks like Slash. <laughs> looks like he's. Have- anyway, let's get to travel. Travel news for
9: beds,
8: cards, and bugs.
9: BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, it's looking slow on the M1 heading north because of an accident earlier involving a lorry. Uh, that's just between Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and Junction 9 Redbourne. The matrix sign there is set to 40 miles an hour. Also looking slow on the M1 heading south between Junction 10 Luton Airport, Spur Road and Junction 7 Hemel Hempstead. That seems to be past the scene of the northbound accident. Uh, major roadworks on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions may be having an impact too. That's between Junction 10A, Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction Junction 10, Luton Airport, Spur Road. And there are queues by Boreham Wood on the A1, heading south between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate, thank you very much indeed.
3: Gosh, it's 8.46. The weekend starts in about 14 minutes, Northamptonshire. We're coming for ya. It's Friday, the 31st of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Some members of the Labour Party in Luton say the democratic process is non existent following claims of vote rigging. Police presence is now being heightened in Bedford's Midland Road a week after someone has been stabbed there. And in sport, Watford lost 4 2 against Nottingham Forest last night despite being 2 0 up at half time. What? Ronnie, boss. I can't. <laughs> 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 what? Is there a picture of this? I want a picture. Get a picture of
12: this. OK, I'm going to make a revelation right now. Yeah. I'm wearing a wig. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm meant to be one of the Beatles. I actually went to uh, one of these transplant places once in London uh, and looked into a hair transplant. Seriously. Why? This is, what, 3 It's a bargain. <laughs>
13: <laughs> Let's get
10: the
23: weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
12: BBC
8: Three Counties Radio.
23: Thanks very much indeed. Still pretty chilly out there. Still just two degrees right across the three counties and of course we've been saying all morning there are some mist and fog patches around too. That's all going to lift into low cloud and then we'll drive for a good few hours before heavy rain sweeps in from the west. With us about two or three o'clock this afternoon into the west and really getting to all parts uh, by four o'clock so you'll certainly have it on your way home this evening. Wet and windy through the evening then. Temperatures on the rise actually even as that rain comes through. Six degrees before it Comes through up to eight by midnight, uh, but it will be windy right the way through the night. The rain will clear away behind it, some clearing the skies and lows down to uh, plus one or two Celsius, means we could see a touch of iciness by tomorrow morning. And then some bright weather around first thing, some heavy showers to come in the afternoon, though, but some drier interludes mixed in with them and staying windy with gusts of 40, maybe 50 miles an hour tomorrow afternoon and evening. And then it all eases for Sunday. The winds will ease, dry and bright then the best day of the weekend with a top 10 temperature of 8 Celsius and that's your weather.
3: Thank you very much.
10: Roberto Peroni
19: Or we'll talk about your partner's annoying habits this after a woman filed for divorce after just one week I, I know I, was, I snore and I snore badly but I can't help it Roberto Peroni It's Friday, why am I even bothering to go to work today? You've got to You never know when a doughnut suddenly appears in front of you and you've got to dive in You need a lot of love, a bit of patience to keep a relationship going
3: Sometimes you have to turn
10: a blind eye Roberto Peroni Weekdays from 3 on BBC Three Counties Radio
3: Oh, wait, 459-455-555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call after yesterday's... You know, let's be honest, Justin, yesterday's show, very, very poor. Mm, yes, yes, It was poor. They, look, we can't, you know, we can't beat around the bush. It was poor. Uh, and uh, I, I uh, had a, a message yesterday from uh, the head of the BBC, the DG, mm. saying uh, that basically they had been inundated with phone calls asking for a refund. Really? Or, or, yeah, people have been was asking... that bad? People have been asking for a refund from their television licence uh, for yesterday, and the BBC, wow. the BBC had to give it. <laughs> 0.0. <laughs> Three pence. If you yeah. phone up, you've got mm-hmm. that refunded yeah. uh, either into your. Is that my phone? Sorry, what? who's that? I don't know. Shall we find out. who this it is? This unbelievable. All phones off. Go and take it. Who is it? Um, ah,
12: Slister. Shall I answer it? Well, yeah, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Yeah, it is. I'm just on the air at the moment with Ian Lee. Can I? Um, can I give you a call back? I'm on, I'm on
3: the radio. And he's wearing a wig. Okay,
12: no problem. Thank you. Bye.
3: Is that really a solicitor? It was, yeah. And you speak in that voice yeah, I was Yeah, like, oh, yeah, when you mention
12: radio, you've got to say radio, haven't you? Oh, on the radio. Sorry about that, yeah. As I mentioned to you last well, week, I'm very stressed at the moment with uh, solicitors and estate agents. I cannot take you seriously with that wig. Well, you, you said yesterday that uh, we're celebrating the Beatles, uh, 50th anniversary Fif- of what? 50 years, 50, years of <laughs> yeah, 50 years of the Beatles. Yeah, 50 years of the Beatles. So today, we, we were meant to be dressing up. Um, I've come in wearing a jumper, which is quite old, but it's, it's nice and warm. Somebody's given me a wig, yeah. so I'm wearing a wig. You will be able to see this wig, exclusively exclusively on the three Counties radio facebook page very soon and at, no doubt of course on at
3: justin on yes, Twitter. yes yeah, on
12: twitter yes I've oh, no honestly, on
3: there. please follow justin deely on twitter because he will lose his job <laughs> directly <laughs> because of something he drunkenly tweets he yeah, doesn't know the yeah. rules two o'clock saturday morning look out on twitter stop playing with your curtains yes yeah, nice isn't it i feel quite cool now fr- well hmm. yeah the front page of the sun yeah there there are big news stories Amanda Knox being um, re- found guilty again things going on all over the world uh, co- corruption all kinds of stuff the front page of the sun dear lord we've had enough after worst january rain in history join our prayer campaign with the patron saint against bad weather it's saint medard if you're interested bring me sunshine I mean, we were shocked by this, weren't we? Dumb, talk about dumbing down. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the prayer is
12: in there. You're about to hear that prayer in this report coming up. On page four and five, you've got uh, page three girls outside a church next to a vicar. Uh, the whole thing is tacky. Yes, we know the weather is bad. It's affecting people terribly, some people terribly. But, but this, for me, is just going way, way too far. The front page of Britain's best-selling newspaper asking
3: you to pray for good weather. Are you going to be praying? No, I'm not. Th- th- and this is a genuine prayer. This is from yeah. Sue Evans, who is the vicar of St Medard, Little Bitham, Links. She looks like such a sensible person, and then she does nonsense like this. Mm. It's crazy.
12: So uh, you sent me yeah. out this morning to, to get people's reaction. As I mentioned, you are going to hear that prayer read in this report coming up. Wow. I've been asking people, are they going to be praying for good weather? Here's what happened. So, Donna, here we are looking at the front page of The Sun. Um, as a Christian, what's your thoughts on what you're reading there?
0: Well, it... To me,
16: it just sounds like they're making a bit of fun out of it. I mean, it's great that people are praying, but um, they really should have their hearts and minds on on the people that are going through this trouble and just think about God giving them the strength to work through the troubles that they're going through.
12: And girls in tight T-shirts outside of church, is that going a bit too far?
16: That is too far, absolutely. I don't see how that can really um, prompt
23: people to pray. Well, of course, this horrible weather at the moment is horrible. We want a bit of sun, don't we, Charlie?
12: How old's Charlie? He's two. He's two years old. He wants sun, we all want sun. We all want sun. (laughs) We do, don't we? But the thing is, though, is that going a bit over the top? Uh, A front page of a newspaper asking you, and there's a prayer inside, they're asking you to pray for good weather.
23: It is a bit over the top. There's more important issues out there than the weather. If we have good weather, we have good weather. If we don't, we don't. I don't think that we should be praying for it. Mother Nature will do what she wants to do.
12: Tom, as somebody with Christian beliefs, there is the front page of the Sun newspaper asking you to pray for good weather. Are you going to be praying for good weather? Uh, no, I think it's uh, pointless. Uh, pathetic, I'd say, I yeah.
28: Yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong.
12: Lee, I've caught you there with your Sun newspaper. Are yeah. you going to be praying? Yes, I think so, baby. Yeah, I am a Christian. Would you like to read us the prayer? It's on page five. There it is. Heavenly Father, we are grateful
26: for the gift of water and in many parts of the world we know people suffer and die for lack of rain. But dear Lord, we've had enough. We ask you, please, that the rain may stop soon. We pray for all those people and animals suffering from floods at St Medard. Needed protection from the rains. So now do many people are the land for Jesus' sake. Amen. Is that not a bit over the top? Yeah, I suppose it is, yes. What I don't like is a, it's a bit over the top when you've got the prayer, isn't it? And you've got the prayed three girls next to the scene at the same time. Mm. That's what I thought was a bit... Mm. I, I'm not, I like prayed three girls, I do. I'm not, I'm not saying... He doesn't, well. yeah. Well, he does But I, I don't think it should be with a vicar.
3: That's my personal opinion. It does, listen, and we knocked the sun quite a bit. I, I think they deserve a knocking today. This mm. is rubbish.
12: Yeah, it is. Absolute rubbish. Uh, the front page of a national newspaper uh, and that man makes a very good point there. Everyone likes page three, Girls, but not next to a vicar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it ruins the mood. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
12: what's, what's on your show tomorrow, 9 o'clock? Uh, 9 until 12 tomorrow, three hours of brilliant songs, uh, the UK and American charts from this weekend in 1974, plus Del Richardson from Ossie Bisa. Fantastic hit in the 1970s, Sunshine Day.
3: He picks his favourite musical memories. It's going to be a cracker. Justin Dooley, thank you very much indeed. Have a nice weekend. Uh, right, if we have a quick look at the front page of the new Papers to wrap up we've not got anything else have we oh let's i can get you a corner if you want well yeah why yeah all
22: right let's go do
3: that now shall i wait
22: uh yeah stay there
3: by the way uh, uh, northamptonshire seriously we're on our way we'll be there oh, don't do a monobrow with that we'll be there about about 10 o'clock
22: funny you should say that
3: oh really yeah Pick it, oh. we're coming to take uh, oh. this
0: is a good idea
22: our caller wanted to talk about that, but he said that he'd be driving through a rough patch, and it appears that he is.
3: Oh, okay, but this is what's going to happen. Uh, at one minute past nine, we're going to have a team debrief. At two minutes past nine, I'm going to jump in my car. Justin Diddy's going to jump in his. We'll meet. Uh, I, I'm get, I've not looked outside, but I'm guessing there are probably hundreds, if not thousands, of people out there who want to march onto Northamptonshire. The, the three counties, no, 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 no. By Monday, we will be the four counties. The four counties. Aunties. Isn't that a, 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 a little... No, two Ronnies thing. I want four counties. Uh, Glenn's from Northampton. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. We're coming for you, Glenn. I don't mind. You don't mind? No, because I, I switch you on as soon as... When I leave Northampton, because I work in Lake Buzzard... Yeah, good for you. When I've listened to the uh, traffic and travel, I switch you straight on. So, great, Tell me tell me why Glenn what so what's what makes this show better than the breakfast show in BBC Northampton Stuart Renault's boring yeah yeah uh, they don't have a Justin Daly yeah uh, they don't have two cracking uh, ladies in there helping so yes right Glenn, listen, don't don't panic, brother. We're coming to rescue you. You're going to be a little refugee. We're going to come and help you. We'll give you shelter. We'll look after you. We'll give you entertainment. We'll give you a man with a bleach blonde hair and a microphone. We're we're coming your way, brother. What about a pair of shoes? (sighs) Well... Can we leave the shoes out of it, please? Let's leave the shoes out of it. It's happening. We're coming to, to Northampton Northamptonshire. We're going to take the county, and then we're going to take the radio station, and then we're going to take well that, that, the world. Well, let's no. I've that. just
22: had a call from Peter in Kempston. He can't come on because he's just about to get onto the motorway. He speaks like this. All right, babe. Yeah, load of cobblers. What you are on about with the, uh, destroying up Northampton? All right, duck. Loads of cobblers, and then he hung that's up. That's a good. That's a
3: good thing. Is that like cobblers the
22: cobblers are Northampton um, team, aren't
3: they? Okay. Well, we're going up there. It's North happening. United. It's actually happening. They said it couldn't happen, but it will. Uh, just time to, to remind you, that we do a weekly best of podcast um there'll be a new one up probably about midday today something like that if you want to get it if you, want th- if you want to get it fresh you go to the bbc three counties website and you can download it from there uh if you want it a little bit cooler it appears on itunes normally in the evening sometimes th- on the saturday morning i'll uh, follow me at ian lee and uh, i'll uh, i'll tweet when it's uh, up and about adams from northampton morning adam Morning. we're coming to liberate you adam Oh, I hope you do, mate. Please, please, please. I love your show. Well, what you call your show? Tell tell us tell us why this this show is so much better than the breakfast show in Northampton. Oh, uh, you're more happier. You're, you 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 wake me up. You bitten my day. Mate, listen, we we we're, we're coming. We'll be up there. Are you in Northampton now? I'm just on the outskirts at the moment. I'll be in there in about 15 minutes. Hey, I tell you what. Right, listen. I'll give you my details. Could you send me a little text when the road is clear, so we can just storm straight through? No problem. Excellent stuff. We've got we've got uh, infiltrators. Double agents working for us. Let's call them scouts. Yeah, they're our scouts. Adam is our scout. This is awesome. This is actually happening. Don't worry Northamptonshire, you may hear a little bit of banging. You may hear a little bit of music from the 60s, 70s and the 80s. Uh, you may have a microphone thrust in your face. If any of those things happen today or over the weekend, do not panic. It's just this show coming to Northamptonshire, taking over the county, taking over the radio station.
9: Hello, the traffic has returned to normal in the M1 heading north. Uh, it's cleared between Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and 9 for Redbourne. Also looking heavy on the M1 southbound between Junction 10, the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. On the M1, major road works on the M1 Luton Spur in both directions between Junction 10A, Kidneywood Roundabout, and Junction 10, Luton Airport Spur Road. So that might affect you if you're travelling to the airport this morning. And there are also queues on the A1 southbound between the Holiday Inn and Sterling Corner. That's at Boreham Wood. Kate Mason, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Kate, thank you very much indeed. Right, that's it. That's your lot for today. Your lot for this week from me. We're off to Northamptonshire after the show. We will be back on Monday at six o'clock, proclaiming the start of BBC Four Counties Radio. JBS is up next. Until Monday from me. Ta-ta
10: and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good
24: morning, thank you Ian. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's nine o'clock, it's Friday morning. And on today's big phone-in, would you
27: advise today's teenagers to go to university? The number of people applying to go to university...